0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Down Podcast. Today's in-studio guest, this is Eric Coleman, nine-year NFL vet, TV host, football analyst for the Jets. What's going on, brother? Welcome back.
1: Oh, man. I'm excited to be here. You know, the first time we, we did this, it was, it was via Skype, so I'm glad to be in studio with you guys.
0: <sighs> yeah, Skype. man. You're supposed to be our very first guest years and years ago, and then COVID happened, but now we got you back here two, three years later.
1: Yeah, we back
0: we back baby well we appreciate Never you left. making the, the trip over i mean you're somewhat local you're local you're right down the block but uh
2: depends on you know if you're in florida if you're in new york if you're in florida if you new york depends but uh, we appreciate you coming out and uh we're excited to you know hear the things that you're doing you're i mean i'm watching you on tv all the time I'm, i was in the golf simulator one time and i turned my head and there you were on the tv i was like oh Send a little video, hey Eric, what's going on? <laughs> Eric Coleman, baby. Yeah,
1: man, trying to stay busy. I, I got, I got three kids. So I gotta keep hustling. That's I the hear best for okay. sure.
2: Okay. Actually, I don't hear. I don't have kids, but I hear that. You know, you gotta keep. <laughs> I, <hustle>. respect <laughs> I, I respect, respect it. We respect it. I respect it. Not yet, it. but um, so before we get you know started, we have to have our cigars, okay? Of course. So we got some blueprints here, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, but then we also have a little, a little
0: uh, welcome Christmas gift for you for being on the pod the
2: podcast here. So.
0: You know, so we know oh, you're you know man. you're a whiskey guy. So we had to, you know bless you with something.
2: Oh,
1: thank you. Can I open it now? Of course, yes, you can. Oh, thank you. You want to get
0: the on camera reaction? That's what it's you all know. about. Appreciate
2: that. We know you're a whiskey guy, so hopefully you Ooh, enjoy. Oh, well, I love angels. So it's our favorite.
1: So
0: man. there we We're go. We're on the money. You so there. much. You got it, bro. I
1: mean, I, listen, my you wife, go. my wife taught me my manners, my New York, my New York Italian manners. So I can't come to somebody's house That's it, without man. bringing the There we baby. go, baby. About a bank, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is uh, this is. My, uh, my, my brand. Of this whiskey. is your brand of whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Your a par- brand. My partner
0: in this, in this,
2: this one. Oh, look at the Harlem Standard straight bourbon whiskey. Let's get a shot of that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow.
0: That's a, your brand. You're a part of. 111 yeah. oh. proof. Congrats. Batch number two. Oh, it's
1: a real deal. Wow.
0: How long have you been a partner there?
1: Uh, just about a year. Nice. Just about a year. Dude, this is yeah, great. Thank you. You kind of you know try to embrace the whole Harlem Renaissance. Let's put
0: that
2: I like the box too. I'm out uh, the bag. I'm gonna keep the bag. Oh yeah. Re- re-gift the I'm, bag. I'm yeah. it's a nice bag. You gotta re-gift <laughs> the <it. You gotta laughs> bag. So you know what? Season. And he didn't. He didn't write on the tag too. So you smart. So yep. you can re-gift
0: it. Smart.
1: Got to got to recycle. Got to be resourceful. That's I it. I love man. it. No, but I um. You know, I'm a big like you said. I'm a big whiskey guy. I love cigars. So it kind of went right in in line of you know what I do in life, how I live my life. Try to take that time out to, to enjoy a smoke, have a nice drink every once in a while. No so, uh, you know, why not be a part of something that you, just like you guys made the cigars, why not be a part of what you do? You
2: got to, man. I mean, and I, you got to enjoy the, the the finer things in life, you know? Yeah. Life's crazy. Like you said, you got three kids, so life gets in the way. It's, it's nuts. So when you have a chance to just sit back, have a nice chill you know, whiskey, a nice cigar, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful nothing thing. Nothing like it. So um, so let's get these these cut. Would you like a straight cut, a V-cut? How would you... Uh...
1: I'll do a V-cut,
2: please. All right, there you go. <laughs> Thank
0: you. V-cut. I'll, I'll you just I'll got pressed. That. Yeah, pressed the side. Yeah, it's a one single action. There you go. Brand new from the Down Podcast. Love it. Now, did you smoke cigars when you played in the NFL? Uh,
1: you No, know, I didn't. I didn't start smoking cigars until probably just after I got done playing. And the way I got into cigars was... I had this I had this this friend down in South Florida and we would train together and he's like yeah you know who I met um, he got close with Ray Lewis he's like Ray Lewis is a good dude I've actually met Ray went and worked out with Ray Lewis we worked out in his garage it was it was a pretty cool time whoa all right it was it was intense so it that's was like the old school us. workouts man oh it was old school but it was. It was old school, but it was very high class because it was, yeah, oh, was yeah, like yeah, yeah, multi million, million dollar mansion. House. <laughs> yeah, it was it, like there's like a Bentley. right It was in his garage. There's like a <laughs> Bentley parked right here. Um We get into his garage and he has his music pumping, and so we're sitting there. The music's going, and we're just getting warmed up. And he looked around. And it was like three of us. He said, "You guys ready?" And I'm like, yeah, yeah! Let's go! Let's let's get the workout in." And he's like, turn, he cuts off the music. We hold hands and started to pray oh, before shit. the workout. And I said, "Oh man." He about to kill me. Yeah. Have we got a break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're yeah. Oh man. How was, was that workout. Work? How'd you feel after that one? Oh, it was I survived the workout. He had this, this crazy Did series. Did you throw up or stuff. nothing? I didn't throw up. And he said I was one of the few guys that make it through on the first try. Oh. So I made it through. And after we were done, he was like, you know, let's later on, let's go grab something to eat, have a glass of wine, have a cigar and I was like, A cigar? I said, You smoke cigars? He goes, Yeah, like every night. He's like, it's how I, I calmed down. I said, okay, I'll, I'll give it a try. And so we went, had a cigar. Um, it, it was uh, it was some trash. It was like a, like a, like a, like a kuba <laughs> kuba or something, like a flavored cigar. Just some, shit, I, some, <laughs> some trash. Some yeah, my, trash. my mouth tastes like I sucked a muffler oh. the next day. Oh. And, uh, but it was cool. It was cool because I, I really enjoyed the time, the peace of it. And uh ever since then I just got into smoking so cigars. So Ray Lewis
0: kinda of got you yeah. into cigars. Yeah. Oh, damn. All right. Yeah. If there's anyone to get into cigars, that's a good person. That's true. I wanna can you raise the, his mic up just a
2: little bit? Yeah. I want to get it more angled towards his uh. We oh, we gotta tighten the thing there. Just so we can get a little bit better uh is that tighten
0: it. Yeah, I'm to do this too. There we go. Okay. Oh, thank you. There we go. That's
2: a little bit better. Now we got a little. But I talk low. I apologize. No, no, no it's it's not even that. It's like, there, there, the microphones are so uh, uh, sensitive. Like, I guess Yeah, sense like you you need to be into it. If you're, if, yeah. Which is actually good because if there's a lot of background noise, like then it doesn't pick it up. Because mm-hmm. if you're out here, you can't even hear it. Oh yeah. So you kind of have to be on the mic,
0: which so when you
2: good for podcasting, it's not good for you know anything else. But yeah. when
0: you were pumping the iron with Ray Lewis, what, what, what some <sighs> of those songs that you remember playing in the in the garage?
1: Well, first, you know, at first it was um, like some regular hip hop, but then it started to turn some some gospel music.
3: Oh, shit. But
1: it was stuff that was it wasn't like, you know, churchy stuff that your grandma yeah. would listen to. It was it was hip stuff. And then, you know, the regular top 40 type music was playing. But I just remember just saying, don't quit. No, you know, I can't. I'm looking at Ray Lewis. He's like an icon. He's He's a legend. I was like, I can't be in Ray Lewis's house and quit in this workout, and it was tough. It was tough, and I still, do, you know, sometimes when I've gone a long time without working out to get back in shape, I'll go do that workout. It was wow. one I'll never forget. Oh, it's
2: got. To, I mean, if you if you
0: hold hands and pray before the workout, like it's going down. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's going down. Well, you know, it, now I stick to the the straight up hip hop rap two thousands nineties. You got Waka Flocka in there, <laughs> Tupac, Biggie. Dude. A mixture. Young jeezy I,
1: I, I, I literally have like a 90s and early 2000s mix. Oh.
0: That's all I really listen to. I even
1: got my daughter listening to it because she listens to all this, all this new stuff. Oh. I said, oh, baby, hell. you got to listen to this one. Yeah. Yeah, so she created her own mixes, and now she likes it. So, You, you know, know, it's
2: cool because it's, it's different. I listen to different types of music depending on what the workout is. You know, like if I'm lifting heavy. Then mm-hmm. I, I need like I need metal or, or you some hard rock. I will listen to like Van Halen or just some like real heavy, some like corn or something just that's gonna really charge you up. But then if I'm if I'm doing a boxing workout, it's gotta be it's gotta be like '90s hip hop or it's yeah. gotta be like some '50 Cent or some like Eminem or some Get Rich or, and 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 or Never Never Fails. It's just gotta be because I'm not I'm, I'm boxing. It's gotta be boxing. It's like Creed soundtrack. Put yeah. the like, <laughs> Rocky best soundtrack. But it's. It's yeah. all different types of thing, And then if you're going for a run or something, it's got to be something that's up-tempo. It yeah. can't be listening to no slow. You slows. can run to the
0: beat. You got to run to the beat. So you've been on the podcast before, but I want to kind of take it back as we never met you before. Because, you know, it's been, it's what, been two, two, it's two been three two years. years? Yeah. So we have a lot of new people that watch, listen. They might not know who Eric Coleman is. So what I want to ask you is you're from Washington, mm-hmm. right? You came born and raised in Washington. How did you get into the NFL? Were you always trying to shoot that shot to get to the NFL? How did you know you had enough ability to get to the NFL? What was that journey like?
1: So, man, that's a great question. You know, growing up you know, in Washington State, I'm from eastern Washington, Spokane to be exact. Um, I grew Spokane, up, not Spokane. Uh, right? Yeah, Spokane. Spokane. <laughs> um, I grew, I played all sports. I played football, basketball, baseball, and I was always busy. You know, I was always in the community center, um, just staying active to stay out of trouble. You know, my mom was like, you know, go play some sports, you know, do some sports. Best way to stay out of trouble, man. Yeah. and, And as I, as I grew up, as I went to high school, basketball was my favorite sport. And football was like one of those sports. Like when I was a freshman, I was too light to carry the ball. I was like 130 pounds. They were like, nah, you can play corner, but you're too small to really carry the football. And so I'm like, man, I need to rock. I need the ball. And I didn't really like it. I didn't like the contact of it. And I, I liked it, but this it was my least favorite sport at the time. All right, interesting. And then as I grew and started getting stronger and football became kind of part of the culture at my school, it was like I started to dive in more and I started to to like it more. And I got better. I made the varsity team when I was a sophomore. I didn't play much, but I was still on the team. And then, you know, you kind of grow. And, and my junior year, I was – rotating in with the starter and playing. And I was never – like it wasn't probably until my senior year that I was the best player on my team. Like I never really grew up and it wasn't like, oh, this guy's going to the NFL. Oh, yeah, you
2: know, you had to work for yeah,
1: it. Yeah, I had to work for it. And I was had always – put on a couple LBs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I put on the pounds. And I was always one of the hardest workers. So, you know, I played basketball, did all that. And one day in homeroom I started getting these letters. It was like University of Arizona, you know, University of California at Berkeley. You know, all these different schools I would start getting letters about football. And I'm like, football? Like, they think I'm good at football? I was like, all right. (laughs) So, you know, and then, you know, I went to a football camp at Washington State University. Uh, One of my coaches actually paid for me to go because we couldn't afford it. And he paid for me to go. I went to the camp, and I was on the renegade squad. So all these high schools are coming from around the state, from around the region. What and does that
2: mean, renegade squad? So I didn't have a
1: team. Like my high school team wasn't there. Oh. I was okay. there by myself. So it was like
2: it was like everybody. Yeah, yeah. so it was
1: all the individual guys they put together on a team. Mm. And we man, we were kicking butt. Like we were we were balling. I ended up getting MVP of the camp. And uh it it was a lot of fun. On the last play, I was diving for a touchdown, I broke my ribs, and it hurt so bad. But I remember going home, like, man, I could do this. You know what I mean? And not too long later. Washington state called me, you know, a bunch of schools are calling me, asking me, to, I went on official visits to some schools around the Northwest and Washington state offered me a scholarship and, you know, you early, probably
2: enjoyed that like that. Cause you didn't, did you want to like leave the state? Like, did would, would, were you okay with going away to school? Yeah, I you was were. fine.
1: I was fine with it. You know, because, you know, I had gone through a lot, you know, in high school, my senior year, I was living with friends cause you know, some, some situations at home, like my mom was in prison when I was a senior and I had a, I had a tough upbringing So I was used to being out and I was like I'll go anywhere. You know, I just wanna I just want the right situation. Exactly. I just wanna feel at home. And I remember going to some other schools and not really feeling right. And I went to Washington State, which happened to be like a two hour drive away from where I'm from and I was like, This is it you know, this is like that family atmosphere. And it's just a benefit that it's two hours. Yeah, and it was like my family can come see me play, and it was really nice. And it ended up, I I played early. You know, I I wanted to go to a place where I can play as a freshman. And, um, you know, we ended up having a great career at at Washington State. We went to three bowls in a row Rose Bowl, Sun Bowl, played in the Holiday Bowl. We beat number five, Texas. You, you guys we playing the young, Ro- You
2: guys playing the Rose Bowl? Playing
1: the playing the Rose Bowl. Really? It was oh. sick. It was awesome, man. We uh Did you guys win that game or? We lost. We lost to Oklahoma. That was like the one of the first years of the BCS. Oh, okay. So that was the first time. It, it's usually Pac-12 versus Big 10. Yeah. And that year, it was like the Big 12 because of the rankings.
0: Mm-hmm. We played Oklahoma and um who were some of the uh like big names in the NFL that you playing in the bowl games anybody? In the bowl games. So because what year was this? This was so I played
1: from 2000 to 2003 in college. Okay. So like my senior year, we played against Texas. They had Cedric Benson, the running back. Oh, yeah. Roy Williams, the running oh, back. Yeah, okay. Um, who else? They had um, Sheffler. It was um Bo Bo, Bo He played Bo for Scaife. the for the Titans. Um, who else? They had a bunch of just big name guys, and they thought they were gonna roll us. And I'm, we we beat the brakes off them. It was Damn. awesome. It was it was a great way to end the the college
2: career. But it's such a good feeling, right? When you know the team, the team that comes in, and you know you're the underdog, and they're mm-hmm. just they're high, they're on this high horse. Like, man, we're gonna wipe the floor. They're thinking about the next game. Yeah. And you come in and you stomp. Them. Oh, we beat not them. Not just not just beat them, but stomp them. We did. We did. It's like, was the score it, they're game? just shell shocked.
1: You know, what? I don't remember the score, but it was a, a little. The score wasn't. The <laughs> yeah. score did not indicate the 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 ass kicking that we put on. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, they knew it like you know it it was and that was my best game in college it was it was cool it was my last game i had like a block punt a sack i forced a fumble wow Um, it it was all all over the place just balling out out. i swear i got drafted from that game just balling out (laughs) yeah yeah it was was cool but um before that before we went to that game i had got a letter and it was invite me to the nfl combine which is the top 300 players in the country and i was like damn i'm one of the top 300 players because i never really saw myself as that.
2: Sure. You know, and then. Um, yeah, you like basketball. You're, this whole time, you're like, this is my second sport.
0: <laughs> I don't even want to play this sport. Yeah, but, well, so he also comes off as a very humbled guy. So he doesn't yeah, come off man. as that braggadocious, you know. Yeah, and then to, also. No, that was the other team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but, <laughs> that, that was that Texas. Is. No,
1: but, you know, um, even just to rewind back, one of my, a couple of my friends, my sophomore year, Lamont Thompson, he got drafted in the second round. And Lamont was like, he's still the Pac-12 all-time leader in interceptions. He was a great player. But he was drafted, and I was like, "Man, he's good," but he's not that much better than me. Where I like, I could, I could yeah. do this next year. My buddy Marcus Trufant, pick number eleven, and I'm like, "True is way better Trufant, than me, but yeah. I'm okay." You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, he's eleven, that. so like, I can, I can do this. I'm in here, yeah. yeah so I started having aspirations. I started working out uh, much, you know, much more. Stop partying less, you know. Started training more and, and dedicate my, my my life really to football. And uh when I got drafted man it was one of the best feelings in the world.
0: Jets baby. Mm-hmm. Bleed green over here. Still Jets Jets, 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 Jets baby. With the unfortunate with, yeah, unfortunate season for the
2: Jets, but you know.
0: It's you know, it's usually the unfortunate uh we just we, we call it a building season,
2: okay. Call it a building season. <laughs> oh man. Season. We've it's, been building for a long time. Yeah, I know. 1969 was the last time you guys you know put but it's uh but aside from the Jets, I mean, Jets, Falcons, mm-hmm. Lions, okay? So you kind of have three teams you could root for here, right? you know. The Lions yeah. are doing pretty
1: well this year, aren't they? The Lions they are balling out. Dan yeah. 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 Campbell has done a great job changing the culture.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's their
2: record now? They're like, uh, I think they're 10 and four. 10 and four? Yeah.
0: So they're in the a Jared Goff baby kicking ass. Yeah, yep. man. I kind of yeah. felt like they sent him away to kind of like get like, into the wasteland over there. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I better bet. bet be over touchdowns every every game.
1: <laughs> they told me when I was going there, they said that's where careers go to die.
0: No, it's Cleveland. Go to Detroit. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> but mine, mine died there though. Oh. So but um but yeah now it's a destination. You know, they changed the culture over there and uh, they got some winners. So yeah, I'm they're, happy they're to They're balling see that. out.
0: They're balling out man. Yeah. You know I was excited for the, you know I have certain excitement extent for being a jets fan i've been a jets fan you know my family's giants fans but all my friends were jet fans and i wanted to be my with my friends So i was like i'm gonna be a jet fan so then things progressed but every year you know just like a, i'm not a mets fan i'm a yankees fan but a lot of my friends are mets and jets and they always say the same thing oh it's gonna be a great season We're gonna do this I'm like, let's just wait till things happen. They just you they never got know. so unlucky though, and it was Scott so Geno. three snaps, man. Like, hate to say it, but <laughs> it's that very hurt. that's that it's very jet-like, and it hurt so that much. Hurt. Man, hurt. I couldn't actually believe it. I was actually, and they're like, a good teams. They is, got
2: they got players. They got players. Like, if you look at look on paper, I'm like, they got players. It's a good team. Just mm-hmm. unfortunate situation. Yeah, it shows you, you
1: look, how important that one key piece is. That quarterback. Oh yeah. I mean, that's why they make the big bucks because they make. They stir the drink. Exactly. I mean? I
2: mean, you know, def- I mean, it's defense and quarterback. But at the end of the day, it's not about you know. If you go zero zero, you don't win the game. Right. You got to put points on the board. Right? Right. It's right. like defense is just is important, but you got to put points on the board, and that's where the quarterback comes in, right? So, Eric, man, it's getting
0: cold in there. You open that window? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna call him to close it right now. I was gonna, gonna say, man, <laughs> a, I don't know. I mean, I, I was I was waiting for someone. I mean, you got the heater right there. You know, I'm the <laughs> furthest <laughs> from the <laughs> heater. Okay. Just want to make sure it gets right. here.
2: <laughs> No, nah, it'll be all right. We got the thing. We got the uh, the makeshift uh, air makeshift, <laughs> makeshift air purifier over there. Right, exhaust fan.
0: <laughs> it was a fan out the window. So, yeah. if I remember correctly, you played in 115 games, and I did the math, and it was about 81 percent of that was starts, and a lot of them was with the Jets. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite season with the Jets? And favorite game or favorite moment as a Jet?
1: Man, my, my favorite season by far was my rookie year. Because you guys yeah. went like 10 to 5 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we right? were good, man. It was. Um, Herm Edwards, baby. Yeah, Herm, Herm Edwards. I was drafted, you know, in the fifth round. I came into camp, you know, excited. You just, just excited for an opportunity. And on the second day of camp, uh, John McGraw, who was a starting corner, a uh, starting safety, he had a calf strain. Uh oh. And Uh-oh. I'm like, oh, McGraw went down. You know, here's, I'm like, Here's the Brady moment, I'm like, right? third, no, I'm like third <laughs> string, though. I'm like, you know, I'm a rookie. I'm, a, I'm third string. And during practice, my coach is like, Coleman, get in there. And I was looking around like, who? Oh, me? Me? Okay. <laughs> Where's my helmet? So I run in. Yes, yeah, so I run into practice, and then it was crazy. We break the huddle. I, I'll never forget this. We break the huddle. And we're playing against the first team, and so the huddle breaks. Boom. Wayne Krivette over here. Um, Anthony Beck over here. Curtis Martin over here. Um, Santana Moss. They broke the huddle. Chad Pennington running. They go. They shift. They shift. And I was just sitting there. I'm the I'm the quarterback. <laughs> I gotta make the adjustments when yeah. they shift. When they change. I gotta tell the defense what we're doing. And so I just, I was, it was so fast. And I was like, holy shit. Like, what do I do? And my coach stopped the practice and he was like, he's like, two six. I don't care what you say. You gotta say something. You could be loud and wrong, but you just gotta say something. Like, we gotta figure (laughs) it out. Better than than silent
2: and right. Yeah. (laughs) And so, so I,
1: you know, after that, I was like, okay, I I gotta get my stuff together. And now I just started talking. You know, I started talking and I'm yelling at guys who are 10 year veterans, getting them lined up, telling them they're wrong. And it was a, it was a really cool experience because that team had all those great players. Um, you know, I, a lot of Hall of Famers. Yeah. Like Kevin Mawai, Curtis Martin. Uh, you talk about the greats and, and Wayne Corbett. John Abraham was on that team. Um, after every practice, not like usually after like a Thursday practice, they would all like a lot of the guys would be like, Hey, Rook, come, they would grab me. We would go to Houston's over at Roosevelt Field. They had a Houston's restaurant and we would sit there at the bar. And it would be like Sean Ellis, like all these legends, right? And then me, we were sitting around the bar. We would have a couple of drinks and we would have dinner. Just And they would just be talking, telling stories about their experiences in the NFL. You know, You know, what happened with this girl? What happened with this financial? So I'm learning. I'm just soaking up all this knowledge from these guys. And it was like the best experience. After that, we would go out, hang out, party or something. But just the camaraderie on that team. It was like, I don't care if you're a rookie or a 10-year vet. You're a part of this team, yep. and it was like a, a it was a true family, and you know we had a lot of success playing. You know we went to the playoffs, won a um we won the wild card game against the Chargers, then we lost in Pittsburgh, mm. in, in overtime. But that was the best experience I had. That was like one of my best memories playing football. And um and just and just to kind of cap off the my my favorite time of that year, yeah, it had to be like I've told the story before, but week one. Week one was sick. It was playing. We were playing at MetLife. Played against the Cincinnati Bengals, and it was like it was Carson Palmer at quarterback, T.J. Hushmanzada, Chad Johnson, <sighs> Ward, um Peter Wark, who was a guy who I grew up watching at Florida State. And I remember just being out in the field, and they they did the national anthem, and the Jets flew over the stadium, and I remember like crying, and like I'm not like it. I'm not. <laughs> Listen, since I had my kids, I, I became emotional, but I wasn't that emotional dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But during the anthem, I was just sitting there thinking about where I'd come from in life and where I was, and I'm like looking oh, around and just I couldn't stop crying. It was just like imagine, tears came down. It's
2: a flood of emotions. Mm. It's a flood of emotions, man.
3: It,
1: it was a, am- it was amazing. And then you know the game starts. Did like and- your whole like like past of
0: your life like flashback it, uh, you know, right like,
1: it was like as the now. anthem was going I'm thinking about this the, these trials and tribulations yeah. you know me working out by, on my like I used to live across the street from a middle school I'll go to the middle school and just run around the field and just visualize me playing in the game and me doing push ups, all the extra work, running the stadium stairs, like doing all that stuff. It was like a movie, you know how like the oh, Rocky, yeah, like a, yeah, Rocky, it a montage. They, like, go back yeah. to, it was like a montage going through my head, and then it just started to flood. Wow! And um, and then I I got myself calmed down. We you know started playing the game, and I'm out there covering guys, and I'm like, man, this guy is quick, but he's not that much quicker than me. Yeah, like I'm like,
3: a, I'm okay. I got I'm, him. Out here. I can <laughs> handle
1: myself. And you know, we get through the game and there's I think we're up by two scores, four minutes left in the game. We're um we're on a defense at about the fifty yard line. Mm. I'm covering Chad Johnson in the slot. Oh okay. meeting him man to man, and I'm like, all right, cool. They snap the ball, I backpedal, he starts running. I turn I turn, I turn and run. I look back, the quarterback's cocking back. I'm like, Oh shit, here we go. Uh, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? The yeah, ball's yeah. in the air. I'm running, the ball's in the air, I'm tracking it. I'm like, I got this, I got this. And all of a sudden, there's this flash comes right in front of me. Touchdown. Catch, Chad Johnson caught, catches the touchdown on me. And I was like, Oh, oh man. Like, my heart was just like, <laughs> cause you thought you're like, I played this right. Yeah, I got him. I, did everything I got him. I'm like, yeah, he gets paid too. Did he go right over you or was the- it was like he cut in front of me? He like uh-huh. he cut right behind me. And so. My head was down. They did the extra point. I'm like jogging back to the, to the sideline and I'm looking at 75,000 people. I'm like, man, everybody and they were playing
2: like, it on the Jumbotron yeah, over and over yeah. and over again. You're like, S- yeah.
1: And I'm like, man, everybody here
2: hates me. Like,
1: damn. And my, like, I'm like, my teammates are probably disappointed in me. And I'm running to the sideline and I remember Sean Ellis. He grabbed me and he's like, Hey, Rook, he said, this isn't going to be the last time you get beat for a touchdown. This is the NFL. Like, pick you your head up. Long. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. We got, you got a lot more to go. <laughs> That's good advice, like, though. Yeah. Pick your head up. Let's go. And, uh, you know, a couple of my teammates grabbed me and, you know, offense went, we came back on the field. Now we're up by one touchdown and there's two minutes left. So now we're out there, we're battling. It's third, like third and five or six. And we go, we call this coverage. And I'm man to man with Chad Johnson in the slot again, again. And I look, I remember looking around the field.
0: Was he yapping? Was he? Was it? Was that? No, nah, he didn't really talk. He didn't he say much. He talks a lot. Like you know, you think so, but he doesn't say nothing. Nah, he talks more when he scores the end zone. Yeah, he, he celebrates yeah, yeah, and yeah. does
1: all that stuff. And um, but I'm looking around the field and I see like like Donnie Abraham, Ray Mickens. Mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at the guys around me. I'm like, they're definitely coming to me. They're like, yeah. who are they going to go to him, him or the rookie who no, just got going, beat for a touchdown? They're going around. right back. Yeah, they they're going right back to me. I'm like, all right, let's do this. And so I get down in my stance. I backpedal. He breaks on like a corner out. I break with him. I look back. Yep. The ball's in the air. I jumped in front of that thing. You got it in a baby. Oh man. They're like, yeah, it was you got dope. me once. You yeah. get me twice. I, I had the weakest run back ever, but Doesn't I got matter. tackled and then, sealed the game basically. Yeah, I sealed the game with that one and. I used to do these dances. I, I was, like, the happiest dude at practice. Like, I was just so happy to be in the NFL. Yeah. And I remember um, some of the veterans were like, do your dance. Do
3: your dance. <laughs> like, this is
1: the time to do it. Like, celebrate. You worked hard for this. And so I did my little dance, and it ran off the field,
0: and we won the game. It was, it was cool. That's amazing. That's amazing. See,
2: it's, 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 you're almost glad that they went back to you, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like. And I gotta redeem got, so, got you know, myself. I gotta redeem. Yeah, yeah. Come, come like, on back. Like try check, try yeah. me again. Yeah. Right? Try me again. I ain't getting beat yeah, twice. Fool okay? me once, right? Right, right. But that's good that, <laughs> that he said said that. Like, listen, you know, you made a good play. He made a better play. Right. It ain't gonna be the first time, yeah. and it's yeah. not gonna be the last time. You know, people, you're gonna get beat. You yeah, know, they get paid just like, like we listen, do. you know. No they're gonna hit you with a good move, or like you think you got him, and he might step in front. But there's gonna be other times when he thinks he's got you, and you jump in front of him. So yeah, and it
1: kind of like. That one's like a microcosm of life. Like, there's like a lot of ebbs and flows, and mm. you know, your coaches always tell you, don't get too high and don't get too low. You know, just try to stay the, at that even, at that even keel. Don't get too high. Don't celebrate too much. Don't mm-hmm. beat yourself up. Sure, you know, because it's gonna come back around. So that that would kind of set the tone for me. There's no losses. There's just lessons. Exactly. You, know what I mean? you, you gotta exactly. just learn from it
0: and keep going. Hundred percent. I mean, like you said, you know, you're sitting out on the sideline waiting for the game to start, and your whole life is flashing by you up to this moment. You're like, yep,
2: yeah. Damn, so is that that was so that was your favorite favorite play favorite moment. Yeah,
1: that was really cool. That was um that was just a, a really good co- good time. The next week, so like that was week one. I got a pick. Week two, we played Drew Brees with uh, San Diego Chargers. Jeez. I intercepted him down there. Wow, that was cool. So back so to now, like you say I
2: intercepted the Hall <laughs> of Famer. You know? he's he a Hall of Famer. Yes, yeah, so sure. And I got him with
1: the Chargers and with the Saints. So that was cool. Damn. Um,
2: it like, didn't matter what yep. team you're on, man. I got you both times. Yeah, and that, was, <laughs> and that was
1: cool. I got player of the month. I got player of the month that that month. It was it was a great start to my career.
2: Do you have all of these memories up in your house, like pictures of them?
1: You know, I used to be really bad. Like my wife got mad at me. She's like, "Where's all your like your stuff?" And I'm like, "I don't care." Like I didn't really yeah. care about it. Yeah. And she's like, "What about your kids?" And so then I started collecting my stuff. But actually, that rookie of the month um, certificate. One of my coaches, one of my former coaches, reached out to me randomly on Facebook. I hadn't heard from him in years. He was like, "Eco, um, what's your address? I got something for you." And so I sent him my address, and he sent me. It was framed wow. my rookie of the month, and I was like, "Man, you had this the whole time.
2: I didn't even, <laughs> you didn't even give it to
1: me." But he was my coach, so he felt like he earned it. So wow. it was cool, but it was really nice of him to send that to me. Yeah. So, no tell, so,
2: so tell us about the last game that you played. Do you remember the very last time that you walked off the field? Um. Yeah. Were you as emotional the last time you walked off the field. I didn't
1: before? know it was my last time. That and that's that's what's so that's what's so tough about playing in the NFL is very seldom do guys get to leave on their own terms. So like, there's only a couple guys that get to just retire. Like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. I've, I've had enough. I'm at a new stage in my life. I was playing in Detroit, and I remember. I remember we weren't making the playoffs that year. And I'm a nine year veteran. I'm making a, you know a lot of money, and thinking like, man, this is probably wrapping up because the coaches started being harder on me. They started like critiquing me a lot more. And
2: it's and, coming up on the. I mean, the average NFL player is somewhere like what five between five and ten years. Three, right? three years, three years, three years. Okay. so, you're, so, new, so you're like, I'm, I've already milking. You know?
1: Yeah, and so like, yeah. I, I, I we wow. played a game against Minnesota, and I made a you know I made a mistake or whatever, but no big deal. And I remember I was like sitting at home. I was in Detroit, and I was sitting in my my apartment. And it was a day off and my coach called me and they were like, can you come to the facility and bring your playbook? And I was like, am I getting cut? Like I never got cut before. Like, this is crazy. And I went to the, I went to the facility and I had my own parking spot. Cause I was like one of the leaders on the team. I had my own parking spot. I get to my parking spot and two security guards meet me at my car. And I'm like, I need security. And so they met, they, they met me at my car, walked me into the facility it took me up to the head coach's office or to the general manager. And he's like, Yeah, we're going to release you. You know, yeah, we're not going to the playoffs. Like that, really. They're like, We brought you here for your playoff experience, you know, your, your experience, but we're not going to the playoffs. Now it's time for us to give some of the younger guys an opportunity, some of the practice squad guys. We got like three games left in the season. We're going to let you go. And so that it hurt. It
0: hurt oh, bad. I can only
1: imagine. And Then I went to the head coach's office. He was like, You know, I'm sure another team will pick you up. Then you go to the defensive coordinator. They, like, walk you around the facility, like, interviewing everybody as you're leaving. Like, an exit interview? And, yeah. And then, like, the last stop, they they stop you by your locker. And they're like, grab whatever you can out of your locker. The rest will send to you. And I'm like, okay, Damn. I guess I'll grab, like, some lotion. Like, I don't even know what to grab. <laughs> like, I'm about to cry. I'm trying to, like, keep from crying yeah, right like now. like a big life You to moment. grab some stuff? And so, you know, I grabbed whatever I grabbed, and then I left. And I, um, I packed myself up in Michigan. I drove back to Long Island because we had just built a house here, and I had a baby. You know, I just had a baby, and um, I was at matter of fact, we were building a house. So I was at my in-laws' house, and I remember being at my in-laws' house, sitting on the couch, like depressed, like you no, know, the next week, and there's a knock on the door, and it was UPS. And it was this big ass box. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I opened the box. It's all your stuff. All my stuff from my locker. It was like shower sandals, oh, cleats, oh. my pads, um everything. shampoo. Like they're just box they put everything in a box, send it to you, and that's how you end your career. That's it. Like that's it. Thanks for everything. Cool. Thanks for sacrificing everything. Oh, You're done.
0: So wow. And I remember <laughs> it was like it and was I remember rough. you saying when we first spoke years ago, NFL means not for long. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I always that always resonated with me because it's so true. Well, I mean,
2: I mean, nine years versus the three-year averages. Yeah, well, it's three
1: times Yeah, better. it was a blessing, man. I got to play a long time, and, you know, I, I played for some great organizations, and I played some good football, and I was very fortunate to stay healthy. You know, my mind was always my biggest asset. You know, mm-hmm. they every year I played, they drafted a player to replace me, and what kept me on the field was, maybe you're faster than me, but I'm going, I study. I'm going to process this information faster than you. So I'm going to get there before you do. Mm-hmm. And that's what kept me, kept me, um, thriving throughout my career. I was always in the right place. I hustled. I didn't, I didn't give up a lot of big plays. I made the tackle when I was supposed to. And I just did my job, but it was mentally I was there. You know, a lot of these young cats, they get away with their athleticism being just better than yeah, everybody. Yeah. And it, once you get to the NFL, that stuff changes. Everybody's yeah. good. You got to have say, something did
2: you, else. Did you see that the, did you notice a, significant inc- uh, increase in like the skill level like when you so you're in college and you and you're defending some of these college guys and it could be the best guy on a, yeah. other team but then you get to the NFL and you're in your garden just like you know one of the average guys do you see, Oh man you see,
1: it was like, like,
0: like, like it, it
1: was so it was such a big difference cuz in college it was crazy because there would be like probably Legitimately, on any good college team, there are probably four or five guys mm. who are like, "Okay, this dude is—he's—he's he's like that deal. You got to watch out for him." But when you get to training camp, when you get to the NFL, you may not even know who this person is, but he is the truth where he came from. He was the best in his conference. He wasn't just the best on his team. He was like all conference, probably all. He was a somebody. Just because he went to Southern, you know, Methodist University, doesn't mean that he—he he can't play ball. So. You line up against somebody, it's, it's automatic respect. You know what I mean? So there's a big difference in that. And then the other difference was the playbook size and the, wow. the the amount of knowledge that you had to have of the game. You know, you get to the NFL, and back then we had, you know, when I first got in, we had these binders. And it was a binder about this thick, and it was all the plays, all the adjustments, you know, all the checks and everything. you just had, I had to know that. How do you, you study know I mean? for that?
0: Because I've always wanted, like, you know, especially quarterbacks. I mean, they're probably, playbook's probably twice the size, but – how do you prepare? How do you study to remember all that? Well, you, on,
1: on initial install, on on the initial install, they give you like, let's say the first defense we put in was like under 63 sky. And that's like under is the front. That's where the D linemen, that's how the D linemen line up. That's where the linebackers line up. Um, 63 is the coverage. So if it's a balanced formation, then we're playing cover six. That means it's cover four on one side and cover two on the back side. And so – Now you look at that, you look at it, you, you look at that based on a normal eye formation. Now let's move the receiver over here to make a slot. How can that change? So the second number in that six kicks in when it's a slot. So Uh now you're playing three in the 63 sky. The corners come over. So it looks like, man, but you're playing three. Wow. And then so, and then uh, like you look at what are the other adjustments? How can this change? And so now the other way that this can change is if they come out in two tight end situation, um, you know, two uh it's called 12 12 personnel and they come out in a base like h formation where there's a tight end on each side a receiver on each side if they come in that we got to check to cover four we got to get out of the cover six because it's balanced then if they do a bunch so you look at everything you look at each coverage and you look at how is this going to change and so that's what i'm doing when i break the huddle so like the, the the guy gets tackled right now the first thing i do is i'm looking at who's coming in and who's coming out So if there's a, if the fullback runs off the field and the receiver comes in, we got to change the personnel. So I'm looking, I'm like 11 personnel. So we got to get nickel in. Mm
3: -hmm. We got to take
1: out a linebacker, bring in a, bring in a corner. And so I got to yell nickel. I got to yell the down and distance. Now the linebacker, he yells the coverage. He, he tells everybody what coverage we're playing. And so the first thing that happens when we break that huddle, I never take my eyes off the huddle. I'm looking at. I'm looking at the formation because I have to be the mouthpiece now. Right. So I'm the, I'm the deepest guy. So now they come out in this formation. I'm like, watch this, alert this, alert that, check this. And I have to, and when you're playing at MetLife Stadium and when you're good you and when you're rocking, Oh, you can't – we can be this close and you can't hear you gotta anybody. Scream, so we got to come up with hand signals. We got. I'm jumping around. I'm slapping – I'm like running around the field literally slapping guys trying to get their attention because you get locked in. And I have to tell them we have to check this formation because if one guy's playing cover two and the rest of us are playing cover four, oh, it's yeah. a damn touchdown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and is, that's yeah. why I get back to my coach saying if we're all right uh, – he said we could be all wrong, but we'll be all right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, so like exactly. we all had to be on the same page. So so me, it's a constant thinking man's game. How is this going to change? Wow. What can they do to change this? So I'm so I can't be the guy who's like, ah, I can't be like all yeah. pumped up because I got to be cerebral. And then and then after all that, I got to come downhill and blow somebody up. So it's yeah, put this
2: in perspective. This is all going on in a matter of like five seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> because they imagine a huddle, right? They break out. You're like, all right. Well, if I can see, you know, if I see two guys going this way, two guys going that way. All right, there's going to be balance, but if I see three on one side, they're oval, and it's all happening in five seconds. Yeah, and you got to and you got to recognize it and scream out. Yeah, and then another and then you thing, you got somebody in motion, and now shit, now it's like yeah. And
1: thing <laughs> that you have to add in is what did I watch on film? What are their tendencies? So what do they like to do? It's third down and six. What do they like to do? They they're in a balanced yeah. formation. They motion over. Okay, number two and number three are close. It's third and five. Oh, they like running this. They like they like running the ram yeah. route. So, and I'm yelling out ram ram ram. And so maybe that gives me a little inkling to I can go jump that route, go make a play, go knock it mm. down, go make the tackle, make an interception. You know what I mean? So you have to constantly be under have an understanding of how do they attack you. So that's why we do all the scouting reports of their last four games. You self scout. You try to find tendencies. You're always looking for a different edge to to beat your opponent. To to find okay, out how yeah. to get there before they do.
2: So what was what was the? Uh, I guess it's like a two two parter. But what was the hardest um, offense that you played against? The hardest offense to to really get a handle on. And then the second part uh, being, who's the hardest player to guard?
1: That's a, that, that's a great yeah, question. So I was going to
0: say, who was the most annoying quarterback to play against? Yeah. So okay. So I, was well, like, is I can the guy, Who was
2: a guy that you know, like obviously you can say, okay, there's you know Chad Ochocinco or hey, like Mega, you know Megatronic. All these guys are you know they're Hall of Fame receivers and obviously it'd be difficult. But who was a guy that like you you give him respect but you kind of didn't. You're like, man, this guy's really tough. Man. I can't figure this guy out. Yes.
1: Okay. So the toughest team to prepare for, and I hate to say it, was New England.
0: Yeah. I can.
1: And the reason why New England was tough was because. Like okay so when you play Buffalo, you know what kind of offense Buffalo has. They're going to run a single back, they're going to they they run their offense. Yeah. But when you play the New England, and
2: true that they've been doing for
3: years.
1: Yeah, yeah. so like New England, they're so well versed that they ha- their offense varies every week. Like you play tight end, you play running back. All right, this week, we're running you're running all his routes. So you have you don't only just know what you have to do. You have to know what everyone has to do. And so they can change things around and it makes it crazy and another thing they do is they look at your last four games. They look at what beat you, and they install what another team did to beat you to make sure that you got it fixed. So they so they make sure you check your oil. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have to look at the Patriots and see what do the Patriots do that's successful, you have to look at yourself and say, what did we do to get beat? And Because we're going to see it again. We're going to see it in that first 15 plays. They're going to run it. And if we didn't get it fixed, it's going to be a touchdown. Damn. And so that made it really tough to prepare for the Patriots because – Every week it was something different. Okay. So I'll give you another example. We, we were playing them on a Monday night. They played the Minnesota Vikings before us. And this is back in the day. This is like 2006 where you run the football. They threw the ball 52 times. They were in spread formation. They threw the ball 52 times. And that was unheard of for the huh. Patriots. Wow! So the whole week. We, we, act, we're deactivating defensive linemen. We're activating defensive backs because we're just about to be a track meet. We're running all over the field. Yeah. So we, there's linebackers that aren't active because you have to adjust to the personnel. And so we're preparing all week for this passing game. Dude, they came out the first two series. They came out in 13 personnel, 13 personnel is one running back, three tight ends. And they ran the ball down our throats the first two drives, uh, just was that like Cory that Corey so Dillon, prepared, prepared Corey Dillon, for, Kevin yeah. Falk, yeah, yeah, Kevin yeah. Falk. Oh man, so here you are
2: thinking they're gonna run the ball, they're gonna throw the ball left and right, and now they said no. Nah, Corey Dillon
0: was a we monster. Ran, ran the
1: they didn't 50, throw the, 50, the they <laughs> <laughs> didn't throw the ball until the second quarter. It was just, oh, and, we, and we were looking around like, yo, what are we doing? And we had the, we were trying to make adjustments, but you know, some of our d our d tackles, some of the fat guys, they're in sweats. Because you can only activate 43 guys. Oh, and so you yeah. have to adjust. And so now he's not even playing. I never thought of it like that. And you that. need him out there. So it was just a – it was it was crazy.
0: Now, did you ever go against uh, Peyton Manning? I know the Jets oh, yeah. don't, don't play him that often, but the yeah. Colts.
1: Yeah, I played against Peyton Manning twice.
0: And um, – Because I heard he was like – besides Tom Brady, obviously, but it's Tom Brady's – I mean, Peyton Manning's like calling everything at the line. Mm-hmm. Like he's like a –
1: it it was fun playing against the Colts because you knew where they were going to be. Like Reggie, okay. um, Rodney Harrison, not not Rodney, Marvin was, Harrison. Marvin Harrison was going to be on the left. Reggie Wayne on the right. They like they didn't motion. They didn't do a lot of stuff. But Peyton Manning was always going to look for a snitch in the defense. And what that means is, as a defense, there's always okay. So there's always a route. There's a route to beat every coverage. And there's there's something. There's a way to beat every coverage if you know what coverage it is. And is there
2: so, is there like a, a converse to that where it's like all right, there's a coverage to beat every route. Yes, 100. percent And it's just a matter of which one is set up at the exactly. time. Exactly,
1: and that and that that that's where the chess game comes in. And so before the snap, you're constantly disguising. You're you're I'm showing cover mm. three, and or I'm rolling back, and it's cover four, or you know, you, and you're trying to make things look the same, but you mix up the coverage. And you, what you want is. You don't want the quarterback to figure out what defense you're in while he's calling the plays, while he's going blue 42, because mm-hmm. if he sees yeah, it, yeah, yeah. he's going to go check, 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 yeah. and he's going to get them into that route or that run that's going to beat what you have out there. And so with Peyton Manning, he was a master of it. So he would give the fake hot, 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 because yeah, he's, yeah. Looking for, he's looking for one guy
0: Just to, to, move, to yeah. like
1: stumble forward and like, oh, he's coming down, the front cover one, let's check this. I'm going deep, you know what crazy, I mean. He, that's crazy. what you do. So then he starts week, yelling, Oma, Oma. Yeah. <laughs> yep!" So, <laughs> that's it. It's so so over. Touchdown. Week, so we picked up. <laughs> so we picked up on film. Like once you get to like eight seconds, he can't change the change the play. There's not enough time. And so all week we practice. We're gonna hold this shell, stay right here until you see eight seconds on that shot clock. Then you move. Wow. Once you once he once. It, it, um, eight seconds goes, we can get into a blitz. We can get into whatever we're doing, but wait until there's eight seconds because he can't change it. And so we had blitzes pulled up. We had different coverages, and we were very successful against wow. them. Now they were good though. Oh, they were yeah. they were good. I mean, they were. It's, I it's loved
0: like, watching Marvin Harrison and Reggie mm-hmm. Wayne. Like they were the best. They were
1: Dallas Clark
0: going up the middle, um, you know, running
1: the seam routes. Um, Edger um, and James Adrian running James, the ball. Yeah. Man, they were a good team. Dwight Freeney on the other the side, way. and that was the thing about their their team too. They always played with the lead because Peyton was always putting up points. So now Dwight Freeney, Dwight Freeney's not a big dude, but he can just pin his ears back Shh. and get after that tackle and go get his sacks. Bob Sanders can go back there mm. and just pick off yeah, players. He can just wait to just lay that hammer on oh people. And it was um it was fun to watch them play. You know, I would like when I was resting on defense, I would go watch Bob Sanders. You know what I mean? I would yeah, go yeah, watch them. Yeah. they were a
2: fun team. What was so so. It, it's amazing because it's like, you don't realize how much of a chess match it really is. Like, yeah, obviously, yep. you know, it's athletes and it's athleticism. And it's, you know, you know, if you're running post routes or you're running just go routes, it's like, you know, go route is faster guy wins basically, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's athleticism, right? And then there's strength at the line and stuff, but that's all the physical aspect. You don't realize how much of a chess match it is between the quarterback and the linebackers and the corners and the guys. And it's like disguising coverages and you're just, it's yep. And it's all – again, it's all going on in 10 seconds. Yeah, and you, <laughs> and you have to constantly evaluate
1: yourself throughout the game. So, you know, you may – they may do a run play or something, right? And I'm flying up and I'm making the tackle and it's like, oh, Eric, Eric comes and makes it for a two-yard gain. I'm not supposed to be making that tackle for a two-yard gain. And there's a reason why I'm not supposed to be making that tackle for a two-yard gain. And if you play a good team – they're going to, they're going to let you get that, yeah. let you, let you get that two yard tackle and come celebrate. And I'm going to save that one for the fourth quarter. When we need a touchdown. I'm going to make it look exactly the same. I'm going to tuck it and we're going to run a post route right behind Thank you, God. right behind where you're supposed yeah. to be. And he's going to be it, 20 yards ahead. And it's a touchdown. <laughs> it's, it's a great <laughs> job on that play. But, you know, so you have to constantly check yourself, you know, yeah, on the yeah, sideline yeah. you come back, you know, and, and back then, you know, they, they have the tablets now, yeah. but we'd have pictures. One pre snap and one like a couple seconds into the play. And oh, your coach yeah. would be totally like, I totally forgot about it. So it's yeah. like now
2: you're doing, you're not doing it on tablets where you could just have instant replay. Yeah. Now time. you have the tablets. You're doing but it now on Now they pictures. have like, literally
1: pictures. There's like a guy in the back behind the bench giving you pictures and coaches like, oh, alive, you're man. too wow. close. You need to back up. You know what I mean? That's Man. not your play to make. It was a great play, but that's not your play. Mm. You know what I mean? Wow! And so wow. It was,
0: that it cool. makes it that makes it totally different. That's why different. it's mind boggling yeah. to me that Johnny Football never watched film and they didn't didn't read the playbook or nothing. I, so I don't know. That's you gotta, why he wasn't successful. I, you gotta watch you know, film, dude. You gotta. I mean, watch. we watched. I watched film at a D three college basketball. We would I mean, watch. I How are you not watching in high <laughs> school? <laughs> I mean, I watched football in high school. I watch, uh, dude. I watch
2: film, and I don't even play professionally. I'm just watching film, just to watch <laughs> film, right? Like you'll be watching, a, you know. I was a basketball player, so I'll be watching basketball. Be like, man, like I want to. How how is he so open in the corner? Like every time you watch him, like man, they're doing this. They're setting, a, they're setting a double screen. He's coming through the baseline. He's coming up, and then they're setting a third screen, and then there's a fourth screen. It's mm-hmm. like by the time he gets to the ball, they, nobody has any clue. And I I'm got. watching this. So I'm like, why am I watching this? Oh, well, you know. It's your- I, well, <laughs> I, gotta, I don't know why. Yeah, you I want to know why. Yeah, I was I mean. like, I want to know how is he. Like, why exactly. is he open every time? You can't figure this out?
0: I was uh, a junior in high school playing football, and we were watching film. And this is one of the most hilarious. Uh, at the time, it wasn't hilarious, but looking back and talking about it. But one of the seniors was a linebacker, and he got beat on a play. So we're watching this play, and no one really re- like it. It's just a running back going past the linebacker. And the linebacker just kind of just. If, uh, if I'm if linebacker is running past the linebacker, the linebacker is stopping and turning back. When you watch it really fast, you don't really see it. But then our coach replayed it. Replayed it. And we're like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm not going to call him out. But his name was actually Eric. He's like, Eric, what are you doing here? And he does it in slow motion. He drops his mouthpiece. Mid-play, he stops chasing the running back and to pick up his mouthpiece. Oh. And he was getting ripped on. Oh, my God. He's like, oh
3: are you doing yeah You're picking up
0: your motherfucking mouth oh you? he's like mm-hmm. i was like thank god that's not me yeah i played strong safety so hey but
1: you learned from that
0: oh fuck you yeah. learned from his mistake or even when you <laughs> no, one, no one wore cup no for some reason kids weren't wear cups yeah. in football one kid popped a nut oh you can hear on the sideline oh. ah! oh. half the team bro went back in and grabbed the cup
1: Oh, oh man! I, how
0: I don't I don't know. We never I, wore cups though. It's crazy.
1: Half the guys didn't wear anything under their pants. They'd just be butt naked. Just put on their pants. Dude, I, it's crazy. I,
2: I debated whether or not wearing a cup playing basketball because some kid, some kid had had similar. He was coming off of a. He got need. He was coming around a pick, and got need right in the junk and. Uh. I had I to go, had to go, to, had to go to the hospital. Popped a nut. Got, <sighs> had to get surgery on it. I'm sitting there. So I, I, I actually wore the pads on my, on my, uh, like you had hip pads. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it was, you know, the pad pants or whatever. I had them on the, the quads. You have them on your tailbone for when you take a charge. Man, those, that helped. Like a that, that helped, yeah. man. Right on the tailbone. When you took it, I'd be taking charges left and right. I'm yeah. like, you gotta take charge, right? I was like, oh, one thing that doesn't show up in the stat book, but coaches love it. When you love sacrifice that. the body. Yeah. Or um, if you die for a loose ball. Or you die for a yeah. loose ball, yeah. <laughs> but there'd be there'd be so many times you see that, like like a perfect example of when you were saying you weren't supposed to get that that mm-hmm. two yard game, right? And you kinda st- I have something here? You got a little you got a little tobacco on the tooth.
0: I couldn't stop looking at it. We get it? No, yeah, it's gotta go like this. Just give it a little ski. The bottle. Yeah, there you, you got go. It. I got it. I couldn't okay. stop lo- I, I was looking I'm looking at you, but I'm looking at the people. Good thing of this is an audio show, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, for the most part.
2: No, but like you're not supposed to get the two, and then people celebrate those little things, you're like oh yeah, I got oh oh yeah, and then next thing you know, later on, bang, right? Nope. So Shut it's up. like you know, you have these guys that'll get uh, they'll get like a little you know, fast break bucket or something, and they and they're celebrating, yeah, I got the steal, whatever. Next thing you know, th- their man is shooting three. <laughs> yeah. I'm like yeah, so you got the steal, great, you're celebrating the dunk that you just had, but your man back there is wide open for a three. Yeah. So actually, we just lost a point. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, okay, great, you got the steal. Get your ass back on fucking man. defense. Yeah. Like, yeah. you read the play, okay, or it was a loose-tipped ball and it came right into your hands and bang, you got an easy layup. Great, that's not gonna happen all the time. Yeah. Get your ass back on fucking defense. Okay, <laughs> stop, stop looking at the camera doing some sign that you just got a dunk on TV. <laughs> Get was, your ass uh, fucking back. That just man.
0: happened with the Knicks, like, last year or something. I don't know if it was Julius Randle or somebody, but He was just, like, they got offense, they're on offense, defense got the rebound, now the other team's on offense, and Julius Randle, one of the other Knicks, was just walking the whole court, and everyone was freaking out, I don't know if it was Julius Randle or not, but it was everyone was up in arms. It actually, it's a shame, because... How do you not think about your team? Like, you're just like, fuck it, I'm I'm doing my own thing. It happens a lot in the
2: NBA, honestly. The defense, I mean, look at the scores now. You know, go back into, like, the 80s and the 90s and the Jordan era... The scores were like eighty nine yeah. to yeah, eighty five, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. If you scored hundred, it was unheard of. Yeah. What's the biggest the What's score- the
0: biggest difference you've seen between NFL you played and then today? Obviously, there's a lot more. You know, a little, I call it a little. Everyone's a little more soft now. Yeah, the, there's the physicality. There's the, right? there's the tuck exactly. rule. Well, I mean, okay. So I'll give this
1: example. When I was when I was coming up, um, it was all about big safeties. So like, I remember Roy Williams from Oklahoma. Oh yeah, he was like. Six two, probably two thirty. Sean Taylor, who's a guy who I got drafted with, rest in peace. Six three, probably two thirty. And when he was playing, he was probably about two You got drafted
0: with Sean Taylor, yeah, same
1: that. year. Sean Taylor, um, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, uh, Bob Sanders. Like I had a good draft. We had a really good class. Six
2: That's a big ass. Safety big. Dude. He was.
1: I I remember like, at the combine that we were in a group and I was like, who is this? And why is he in the
2: group With the safeties? <laughs> Yo so could we, you imagine, we, we could you imagine Getting uh, Having a Just an open field tackle Getting laid out mm, By what we a said. free safety Like you're looking over The shoulder like this And here comes a safety And just 6 foot 3
0: 240 Part just, of the reason Why I play defense you.
1: Part of the reason Why I play defense that, oh. I need to be on the, I need to be a
0: hammer Not the nail Yeah Cause when we when we, uh, when we were talking To Ed Reed We asked him about Sean Taylor I was like What was your first impression Of Sean Taylor He's like God damn, who are your parents? And I was like, <laughs> right. I was like, why? Because he's like, he was the same size as Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson was 6'3, 230, yep. 240. And he was like, crazy God athlete.
2: Damn. Do, you, do you have a, do you have a play like that where you actually just rocked somebody and you're like, yo, I hope he gets up? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I do. I, I've done <laughs> and that. You, 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 like for a moment, you're kind of like, yeah, I felt good, but you're like, wait, please get That's up. That's messed please, up. Please get up. You
1: know what? I, I actually got one of, I've knocked out two of my friends. No. And I felt terrible about it. So, I played with Santana Moss my rookie year and then he got traded to uh at the time the Redskins. Yeah. And when I was when I got to Atlanta, he was still there. And I was playing in the middle of the field, and they rushed around like a seam route. And I, I, I leaned to the right a little bit and I saw the quarterback come back and he throws it to Santana in the slot. And I was like, I see the ball, I see Santana, and I was like, I gotta separate it Nice this ball. Bow! I blew him up and his arms were stuck in the air, Oh wow. he, was, he was
0: out. Was practice? No, or it was the game? a game. Oh, okay. In oh, Atlanta, wow. the Georgia Dome, oh, you, okay. I, I,
2: yeah. I
1: knocked him out, and I was. it was a good hit. It was legal. I didn't get a penalty or nothing yeah. like that, but he was out, and I felt terrible. <sighs> but at the same time, it was like,
2: That's listen, the play you're supposed to make. It's either,
1: you know, I got to separate you from this ball. Yeah. You know, this is my job. That's, you know what like I mean? That's, and no, he, would it, me. exactly. he would do the same to me. Exactly. He would the same thing to me. And, uh, and so that's just a part of the game. I, another guy was running a slant came right down here i didn't even backpedal i was in the middle of the field i was supposed to be 30 yards deep i must have been like at like 15 i saw the play i saw came straight Knocked down here i didn't slow down at all it ran through him and it, and he was out
2: and Knocked it's like uh, you just you're that's the play that's what you're supposed to yeah. do like yeah. that's the play yeah. and it sucks but you know what it is it's not even so it's you just you get blindsided and it's yeah. it could be from anybody like it could be a guy who's you know it could be like like Jerome Bettis a freaking bus okay and he's just coming down
0: 265 whatever
2: please,
1: please don't talk
0: about
2: him
0: <laughs> come, on, come on we know we know a bad story about him and Jerome I remember it man you know he rang his bell he uh, but, like, <laughs> but like
2: for like for okay pick like pick like Derrick Henry let's go with Derrick Henry right just switch it up big guy right 64 what 45 250 big dude right if he's bl- if he's looking one way you can have a guy who's you know a smaller guy could be 185 hits him at the right time not looking You're out, man. It's funny
1: funny you say that because there are some guys that it don't really matter. Because I remember we played – I played the Broncos. I was with Atlanta. And Brandon Marshall, he was big as hell too. Brandon is still – he's still in good shape. He ran a slant route and he came across the middle and I was like, oh, I'm going to get him. Bow, I hit him. He didn't catch the ball. No, I hit him and I knocked him back a little bit and then he fell down. And I remember – they're like good hit E. and I was like <laughs> <laughs> I can't even breathe. He knocked all it's the like wind out of went my chest. right to a wall. Oh. <laughs> oh man, I knocked all the wind out of my chest and he was just fine. And I was like,
2: "Damn, that, that's strong. like um there's a there's a uh, uh I think it's Andrew Luck. They were talking about they they did some, I don't know, mini series whatever. I remember he, people talking about Andrew Luck saying that it was so difficult to play against cuz hey, somebody's nice hit, man. Yeah, some of these guys, good guys would come good and just and lay him out like like you said just bow, lay him out, and he would get up like, man, good hit, bro, yeah. good hit. And yep. then they go, dude, it's you know how demoralizing it is when you just lay him, you give him as hard of a hit as you could possibly give him, and he just gets up and smacks you in the butt. Good hit,
1: bro. You know who else is like that too? Like, Shit, man, it's, <laughs> like, it's like it's disarming. Like yeah, it takes yeah. away everything. It's Larry Fitzgerald? Larry Fitzgerald would be like, he'd be like, hey, what's up, Justin? How's the wife? Like, how you got you got you good? Okay, but he meant it. It wasn't like he was. Messing and then, with he, you. then he would go. He was just <laughs> genuinely a nice guy. And then the ball's up in the air, and I'm. I'm jumping all over. I'm catching this pass, and he'd just be like, "Man, that was a great play. You almost had me." Like, <laughs> and it wasn't, funny, but it wasn't. You almost had. Yeah, yeah. It. Like, man, that was that was close.
0: By the way, I'm coming <laughs> over for Christmas. Later. Like, right. I'm Coming over for the Easter dinner. You know? Oh my god. Yeah,
1: really nice guy. But he that's, seems you know, that's, like a nice guy.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, Larry always
2: seems like a He did. A, you know, he he does. He does seem like a very very nice guy. Yeah. You mean he's he a lot of jokes too? I don't know. I don't know if he does.
0: He plays golf. I know that. I know he's actually a very very yeah. good
2: golfer. I think.
0: Yeah. What do, have you? Uh, do you know of any cigars like football players that you still talk to that are cigar smokers? Obviously, Ray Lewis. Yeah, but. a
1: lot of us are. You know, it, it's kind of cool because cigars have kind of become that that way for us to get away. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we uh, we live such hectic lives. You know, everybody has their stuff going on, and when you smoke a cigar, it's like, all right, I got two hours. I'm gonna sit down, yeah. and, and I'm gonna smoke
2: this two hours to and yourself, to really. yourself. Like, yeah, that
1: I got I'm sitting here. I got to just let me just enjoy this. Let me take a break. But um I when I got done playing, I worked for the NFL Alumni Association. And at the Super Bowl, we used to have this event with Mike Dicka and Jaws and uh Ron Jaworski. It was the Dicka and Jaws cigar event. And um it was at the Super Bowl every year and it was like the best party of the Super Bowl. And you would see like, you know, Ron Rivera, you'd see all the athletes, Ray Lewis, you'd see all these guys smoking cigars and it was kind of like you see that there was like this small brotherhood within the brotherhood no and doubt. it was like the c- mm. the cigar guys and uh it, it's really cool man you see, you see some guys who like have a cigar and you're like you don't smoke you uh, some- you're, you're playing with that cigar yeah, yeah. you gonna take a couple <laughs> puffs and just
2: put that out and walk away you see it you but, see it when they when they, when the like, whole like well i was like, like ah, yeah, yeah, man yeah, like, like what are you doing that was like go, a few weeks get ago it, get it inside the knuckle yeah, a yeah bit, you, you know? wasted time right now, <laughs> okay.
0: now a few weeks ago uh the raiders won like a, i think they beat the giants it was like a regular season game and they're all in the locker room smoking the acid cubas and like they pan the room and some guys are like you know, like trying to like mm-hmm. trying to smoke the cigar, mm-hmm. and then the uh, I forgot who Max Crosby, bro. <laughs> come on, I, I son. Have. have you seen that? <laughs> I haven't, bro. He does you a ghost in the like blunt. He does a ghost inhale. He's like with a Stogie. Up, yeah. After game interview. Why was, being interviewed? Oh. He picks up the cigar and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So takes up head of the, the cigar and, <laughs> and just fucking does a ghost inhale, like, easy as can be, <laughs> bro. Didn't cough nothing. M- not a problem. You know, he, if he did, he don't smoke cigar. He smoked no. other cigars. Oh, he smoked the hey, cigar God, wrappers. <laughs> bro, just did was, a, just a quick, I got, little, I'll show you after. But yeah, was, yeah. No.
1: I was like, ooh, don't do that. Yeah. Oh, don't do that again.
2: And he didn't cough. No. Nothing. Like, just hit it. Like, um, no big deal. He was, no, no. I
1: guarantee bro, you he wow. was nauseous. I don't care how much he smoked. Dude, I can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that.
0: Maybe once. Maybe yeah. once. Dude, I smoke cigars every day and I wouldn't do that. No. Nah. Never. Bro, Never. Ever. It's it was wild. That, yeah, I saw it, that. People oh, were posting man. about it, like you know, he doesn't smoke cigars. He's smoking <laughs>
2: something else. Oh. <laughs> what was that? Um, uh, uh, it was um Robert Kraft. It was after the Patriots. I th- I think the Patriots. When was the last time they won the Super Bowl? Might have been the most recent one. And uh he brought in a box of Padron 50s, oh, yeah. Padron 50-year anniversaries, mm-hmm. and I remember him handing them out and saying, hey, you guys want these cigars? They're 50 years old. They're 50 years old. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, Mm-mm. Yeah, uh-uh. they're not fifty years old. Man. Yeah. <laughs> like, you wouldn't be able to smoke it if it's fifty years yeah. old, man. <laughs> it would have crumbled. <laughs> I'm just like, man, these guys don't smoke cigars, <laughs> man. But you know who uh, actually does smoke? Uh, football players. Uh, uh, Joe Burrow, big cigar guy. Yeah, yeah, I saw him. That's such a killer uh, video of him after he won the national team, He's yeah, sitting exactly. there like with a whew, like, like really enjoying it. Though. He's enjoying it. I'm yep. like, that's badass. I
1: remember we got in trouble in Atlanta. We clinched the NFC South, and we were at the Superdome in New Orleans. And everybody was so pumped up. We were fired jumping around and somebody had cigars and they lit up the cigars and man, their security was so mad at us. They were trying to, they're like, we're going to find you. <laughs> they were yelling at us. We were like, shut up. Hey, we shut just want up. <laughs> up. <This is> <laughs> to end this
0: off. celebrate. You mad. You mad. Now, so, what it was, what was it like? So I like, going back to Detroit when they said, you know, we're done here. What was going through your mind? Like, how do you transition from being an NFL player now to being in just a regular person in life. Like, man. How do you transition and get
1: prepared for that? It was tough. It was tough, man. Because, you know, when I played, I did everything I could. You know, I did internships. Uh, I remember I got, my wife got me an internship with the um, NBC affiliate in Atlanta. So Tuesday was, was our day off. I would go into the studio, I'd wear a suit. They would put me on the teleprompter. They put me in, teach me how to sit down in front of a camera, how to address the camera. I would do this every week and like really work on broadcasting. And then, you know, in the off season, I would go learn other people's crafts and just prepare myself. And I always knew that I wasn't just a football player; like I was more than just Mm -hmm. a football player because I had the intellect and I had the i I I was curious. Yeah. And um, it wasn't until I was cut that I was like, "What the hell am I going to do?" You know, like I'm Eric Coleman, the football player. I'm more than a football player, but what am I? And I had no idea what the hell I was going to do. It's and like a I rebirth, went, I gotta yeah. Figure man, it. I went into a depression like you would not believe, man, because you know it's like it's like you being a doctor, right? You're a doctor. You've been practicing medicine. You've been doing this, and all of a sudden, somebody snatches your license from you and like figure it out. That's kind of how it. That's how you feel, wow. and, and it was at when a you young age too. Yeah, you're you 31 were like, years yeah. old. I've been I've been Eric, the football player out of 31 years I've been Eric the football player probably 20 of them mm. you know what I mean and uh, now it was just taken away from me I was like I had no idea what I was going to do how I was going to feed my family Um, and, and I knew that I could still play and so that was very frustrating too so there was a time it was about six months where I would be watching football waiting for somebody to get hurt so I can get a call I'm like oh yeah that safety went down I'll call my agent hey I saw he went down am I going to get a and then I was like what am I doing like, I don't want this dude to get hurt. You right. Know what I yeah. Mean? Yeah. And, You're kind
2: of, yeah. Exactly. And I'm still like, yeah. work,
1: I'm still working out trying to be a football player. And then I had to come to the realization that it was over. And that was a tough pill to swallow. You know, it was, it was, I got cut December of like, it was like December, December of 2012. So the 12, 13 season, I worked out that whole off season and I was getting ready. I was like, I'm going to go to someone's training camp. I didn't get invited to camp. I kept going week one, week two, no calls. And then I, I gave myself a deadline. I said, if by week eight, I don't have a call from a team, I'm done. And it got to like week five. And I was like, I'm done. Hmm. No, I'm done. I'm done chasing this dream. I'm getting myself all all bent out of shape. Uh, you know, my wife would look at me and like, I remember one time my wife looked at me and started crying. She was like, you're like you need to figure something out because you're miserable like you're mean to the kids you're mean to me you're not fun to be around like i would be hanging out like this and then like a a TV would be on and there'd be a football highlight and I'd be like I'd be laughing football highlight come on I just go dark
3: Mm
1: -hmm. and I go to the gym and I'd be working out and somebody would be like oh man the Giants need a safety I just go dark and it was just like, it, I didn't know how to handle it. Sure. And then I reached out to one of my one of my guys, Kevin Winston, who I met with the Jets. He was a player de, player development director. I called him crying. I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And he's like, I got you. He said, sign, sign up for this. Call this person. They, they helped me with my resume. There was this business fair that they put on in Atlanta. Flew down to Atlanta. They had all these companies come in. And they were all presenting to former players. And they were talking about what they look for in their company. It was like the CEO of UPS. All the you know, all these companies would be there. And they were like, We're looking for people who are leaders, who know how to work hard, who can perform under pressure, who, you know, all these all these different things that they're looking for. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, that's me. Yeah, you're
2: like, check, check, yeah, check. Yeah, that's all ahead. me right there.
1: And we went it was like a four-day seminar. We went through mock interviews, we learned about different um different companies we learned about all these different things and at the end you interviewed. you pick the companies you want to interview with give me a resume you sit down for an interview man i got offered like three jobs right and on the spot just yeah like. and, and at that time i wasn't ready so I, I said no to all of them but i left that i left that seminar with the new confidence i was like okay i'm yeah. i'm worth something to right. the world but it took that for me to snap out of sure. the depression that i was in and then i started trying stuff you know, I got into business for myself. I went and worked for somebody else. I did this, and it, I, like to this day, I still do like like ten different things. But I have my mainstays. You know, mm-hmm. I'm in insurance. I'm in broadcasting. You know, and, and now I'm building houses, and, and I'm trying to just continue to evolve as a person because I know I have way more to offer sure. than than just a you know a normal person. So still trying to figure it out. We but always are. We're always figuring it out. Oh yeah,
2: but that it's it. It seems like that that. You know seminar of of meeting with all the different companies as opposed not so much you know giving yeah they gave you some offers and jobs but it gave you more of the all right now you know now there's more now there's hope now I have hope of you know because before after you you left the NFL now you're like well I'm in this dark place I have no idea right. am i worth any like what can I d-? now it gives you this new sense of hope like no there's something out there yep. all right maybe it's not you know this ups or this thing or that but I got there's something I I, and I just no. gotta figure it out. Mm-hmm. So it kind of it it just gave you that confidence to continue into the next chapter, right? Exactly. Football's done, and now it's you know it comes full circle. You're back in football again, yeah. But on a different side of football, yeah. right? It's and a probably when you were playing football, you're like you probably never thought like oh I, I what what else could be in football besides <laughs> playing football? You yeah. probably never thought that you were gonna be an announcer and, and working with you know MSG and work with all these places, and yeah. it's like. Well, now I'm back in football again. I'm around the game. Yeah, it's cool. But now I'm talking about the players on the field instead of somebody else talking about me. Oh yeah, he just laid that guy out. Now you're sitting like, man. When you get hit (laughs) up like that, you know how it feels. Yeah, so it's full circle. It's cool because like when I
1: was playing, when I was playing. I was doing all the internships and stuff and my wife would be like, what do you want to do when you're done? I'm like, man, I'm good. I'm going to, I'm, I'm never going to be done. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not working no more. Like, I'm good. And I remember, I remember my mother-in-law is, is a Sicilian immigrant. So she's like this little Sicilian oh, lady yeah. and she's like, Eric, what are they doing? And I'm explaining the game of football to her. And she looked at me and she's like, you need to go into broadcasting or you need to go into coaching because the way that you just explained that you got so happy, you got so passionate about it. And I didn't want to get into coaching because I was just tired of the game. I was tired of the egos. Mm -hmm. I was tired of all Mm -hmm. that. And during that time when I was kind of finding myself, I didn't watch football. I couldn't watch it because I wasn't over it. And so I remember I was living on Long Island and I got this phone call and it was from a guy from the New York Jets. It was a PR guy, Jared Wembley. He's still the PR, the head of PR there. He called me. He was like, he's like, Eco, I heard you're in town. He said, um, you know, there's a show on SNY. They're talking about the Jets in training camp. Would you like to go, you know, check out the show? And I was like, sure. I'll give it a try. And uh he's like, all right, well, I'm going to connect you, whatever. I went down to the studio, and I got there, and it was a Ray Lucas. Um Oh, wow. Yeah, Ray Lucas is there, Brian Custer. And I got on the show, and I didn't know. The only guys I knew on the Jets was, like, Revis and uh Nick Mangold, DeBrickashaw, the guys who I played with. Yeah. Because I hadn't been watching. And I was like, shit, like, all right, what am I going to do? And then it's a live show. So it's like, all right, we're going on air in 3, 2. And I was like, oh shit, my heart was just beating out of my <laughs> chest. And I didn't know what to do. I was like, uh, you know, I it, it was tough cuz it's it's one thing being interviewed, but it's another thing when you got to ask questions, when you got to answer questions, you know, engaging. it's different. You got to be engaging yeah. and bring up topics and and it was different. And so after that after that episode, I remember going home and my wife saw the smile on my face. She's like, you liked it, didn't you? She's like, I told you. And I, so they invited me back to another one and I got a little better the next one and I got some pointers and, and then they asked me to stay on for the season. And then it was like that created that drive that I was like, I got to do yeah, this. Yeah. You yeah. You know what I mean? And then, uh, you know, and that was, that was, the, it wasn't until then that I got over football. So now I'm going to the games and I'm watching football. And now instead of being envious, I'm feeling sad. For the guys who were playing like damn they got to go out there and do that to make a living like i remember how that felt like that sucks yeah and i continued to work at it and you know what you do is you put in the same amount of work that you did in football you put it on something else Mm -hmm. and you know someone told me this when i was done they said you didn't become the best football player in the world overnight you had to put in years of work you had to get reps you had to practice you had to study you had to do all these things it's the same thing with any other thing that you that you focus on in life So, so i started just doing that and continue to it reminds me like how you
0: do how you do one thing is how you do everything right it reminds me of this uh i just saw someone saying this and it makes so much sense but he was saying like he was talking about something very similar where you're you're starting something new or you're starting something for the first time and you work 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 no results but i'm a little better i work 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 no results but i'm a little better i work 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 no results boom i close a big deal boom i got a new job i'm ready for it but i did all that work i'm better but I didn't show any results up front, but now I know what to do. And right. You know, yeah. And that's perfect. It makes so much same. sense. I mean, it's just, it's that's just how it's like been uh, it's
1: It's been like that with insurance with me. It was like, you know, you're, you're, you're working, you're working. You're working. Okay. Where, where are the deals? Where, like, what, what's going same. on? And then all of a sudden, it's like, you get one. And it's, oh, shit. Okay. What do you, so what do you yeah. do with insurance? I do property and casualty, a lot of businesses, um, a lot of construction, a lot of development Same. that I got into. And I was hired to kind of do the sports, the sports and entertainment world. But it turns out like my relationships, my friends, the people that I know, um, you know, I do a lot of nonprofit work. They're they're all in business. They all own businesses. Yeah. So who are you going to go to? You're going to go to the people who own businesses. You're going to go to back to what you know. So that's kind of
0: turned into my niche. It's, yeah. it's been great. And how long have you been doing that? I've been doing it. For about three years. Yeah, All right. yeah almost the same. About I've been doing it for almost two years. Okay. So I've always been in sales, but I, I actually was an intern at this brokerage on Long Island back in college, mm-hmm. stayed in contact, and I just started about two years ago. I do the same thing, property yeah. casualty, construction, and it's the same thing. Work, 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 work. No, not a lot of results, lot of but results. I'm better. You know, I look at it last year. Where was I last year? What was I doing? Mm-hmm. And I'm a lot better this year. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's uh, it's And it's about changing
1: those relationships because like, it went from everybody looking at me for for something oh, I want tickets I yeah. want I want time I want this to so now I got to kind of change okay. that relationship to you know you give me something I give you something yeah. you know it, and it was tough for me it's tough for me to ask somebody for help cuz I've always been the guy yeah, like yeah, yeah sure. what's up I'm the I'm the I'm football that guy. player you know,
2: he's called baby eco yeah. baby right <laughs> <in>. I'm right here.
1: I'm right what's up what you need <laughs> but that, I think that's where a lot of guys struggle too is like you get um, it's not that you're arrogant but you're so used to people coming to you that now when you're done it's not like that. Life yeah. isn't like that. Like sure. you, somebody will hang up on you. They're like, oh yeah, you're a football player. Oh, that's great. I love you. You great player. What can I have your business?
0: Nah, nah. I'm good. Nah. <laughs> all
1: right. And then you're like, oh, what do my I? My broker's my cousin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. So it's tough. You got to learn how to deal with that. You got to get rid of your ego. You got to get rid of all that stuff. Put it to the side and just continue to grind.
2: Yeah. All it's kind of like uh, when you're saying where you just you keep putting that thing and you don't really see until one day. It's just like in the in the gym, right? When I. You get into the gym, right? The first time you start working out, you're going to work out for a week. You're not going to notice anything. You're going to work out for three months. You're not going to notice anything. You'll work out for six months. You may not notice anything. Mm -hmm. But then you get to like, you look at a picture of yourself, from a year and a half ago, and you're—it's like night and day. Yep. Or if you go to somebody hasn't seen you, right? You don't see somebody for six months. They start working out. They come back. They might not notice a single thing. Like, yeah, you know, my, aunt, you know, I don't really notice it. But they go, dude, what are you talking? They about? hug you. They go, Uh-oh. you look jacked, man. We give you a there? nice hug, and they're like, oh, yeah, oh, no, Eric. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> And it's fun, it's <laughs> funny too because it's like I remember when I first started like really like working out. Um, I mean, you work out through you know sports and stuff, but you don't really. Like you're doing sports specific stuff. You're not really like, you know, working out to really, you know, get some, you know, look good and get. But somebody had said to me, they said, all right, you started working out. I said, just be prepared that you're never going to be as big as you want to be. Never. You're never gonna like look as good as you want to look, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just like this this perpetual thing of just, like, all right, you know, my arms get a little bigger, maybe my chest can get a little, maybe I can get some bigger traps, you know, maybe yeah. I can get some some there's abs, always something like of. like there's always something, right? You're like okay, all right, you, know, hidden, but you know, like I hit three fifteen, <laughs> I can hit three sixty five, now I get hit four hundred five. It's like there's always like a little yeah, something. That
1: gym but, going to the gym will humble you, but
2: it's good because no, it always gives you something to like. It's almost like never being satisfied. It's right. always like, you know, I ran, you know, I ran 10 miles maybe I can run 10 and a half mm-hmm. or, you know, I, I did this for eight reps, man. I could do nine reps. It's always like giving you that a little something well, um, to,
0: to continue to reach. Yeah, which is good because it keeps pushing you. You need that in life. Are right. you a, are you a morning or AM workout guy or a PM workout? Hundred percent
1: AM guy. Yeah, like,
0: we got to get into always, a workout, man, because you know clearly, you know, we got up and
2: well, you know, got a couple lB's on you. You know, <laughs> we got we got to talk about some of these. uh
1: Yeah, man. You know, no, you know I, I, my whole career, like even in high school, we have zero hour. In college, we wake up, workout at like five in the morning. In NFL, you work out early, and even in the off seasons when I would be down in Florida. I'd wake up. I'd work out at the six a.m. group, mm. and it was like I always had to wake up, work out. I can't eat anything. I don't want to drink nothing. I just want to go work so you, you, out. You, 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 lift, you
2: lift heavy on an empty stomach all too? the time. Really? Yeah, I can't.
1: Like, and, and then it gets tough because, like, let's say I'm going to work out at two o'clock, right? Life always happens. 100%. There's always going to be something that gets in the way of working out. Like somebody's going to call you. You got a conference call. You got to do this. Um, you, you know, your kids are sick. Something's going to happen. But when you wake up before everybody else. Your phone ain't ringing. Mm. You get to lock in and just get your workout in and then start your day. That's that's what
2: I like. Yeah, I'm the same way. And uh, I, I sucks for you. strength training, though. So like if you <laughs> you want to lift heavy and you got no calories in yeah. you? Yeah. You're like, dang. Man. Or you get that one workout like, okay, let's say it's like a Saturday. And so he's like, hey, we're going to do some, some heavy legs or something. And mm-hmm. it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And you actually – And you ate. And you ate and you do some heavy legs. I do notice that. And you're like, shit. And then you work out the next time. It's 5 a.m. You got no – you're like, dang. Man, yeah, I am so much stronger when yeah. I got
1: food. <laughs> I do see that. I do see that. I'm not a
0: power guy, so I can't fall into that.
1: Yeah, I stopped lifting heavy too. I, I don't lift I, heavy. I,
0: uh, I- started doing the i wake up i have an alarm for 5 a.m i usually get to the gym at 5 30 but what really got me going one day was um the former uh navy seal Jocko, big popular oh Jocko, guy. yeah oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah and he was talking about the same thing he's like listen uh, you know i have a family i have a bunch of responsibilities during the day i wake up at 4 30 or 4 o'clock and i go to the gym because that's the only time i have to myself my yep. kid's gonna want me at six o'clock my wife's gonna want me my blah blah, blah 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 so between 4 4 o'clock and 4 30 is the only time i have for myself and yep. i was like Man, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I don't have any kids or anything right now, yeah. but you know, I would commute a long time. I'd have to get up early, so I was like, I have to get up early now, earlier before I can commute, before I can work out. Because hey, working out at the end of the day, everyone's there. You know, mm-hmm. kids are after school, and there's something different about yeah. Getting- that morning group
1: is di- is a different breed. Different. Like when you go to the gym in the morning, it's like. You know, you see the same Susie, Tim, yep. you see all these same people the mor- yeah, same. In yeah. every
0: morning and it's like, it's like a religion. And you get up and it's still dark out and yeah. you leave the gym and it's still dark out. You you're feel like, good though. Oh, like you're just you just like. Do, you okay. Do.
1: Now that I did the hardest thing that I can, I'm going to do all day. Mm-hmm. What's next? Yeah. No
2: doubt. Well, it's funny. Cause like I, I, I like to work out and yeah, I'll usually work out at like four o'clock. Right. Cause, you know, I don't have any kids right now. Mm-hmm. My wife won't get home until, you know, six o'clock. So I'm like, all right, I Perfect. got, I got, I'll work out four, but I've been doing in the mornings, like getting up and doing treadmill in the morning and then hopping in a cold shower. Right. Cause I've been doing, I don't know if you've d- if done research on like cold plunging yeah, and it's stuff, great right? For you. So I heard, but I don't want to spend 10 grand on a cold plunge. Right. So I'm like, all right, what's the next best thing? Cold showers. Right. <laughs> and I got to tell you, man. So I'll do the, the 15, 20 minutes just to, just to morning, get up, get your body moving, yeah, right? Get, get something chug some water get get something moving okay so you do the tremble, jump in a cold shower I'm like three minutes as cold as it can be Mm -hmm. and it sucks every morning right I'm like it sucks okay it's how long do you do it for I do it for three minutes cold shower as cold as it can go and I'll sit under there and I'll actually I'll pray while I'm under the shower yeah but I'm sitting there and I'm like, there's a lot of benefits, right? Of cold, like same thing when you're, if you're working out, you do some, you yeah. get an ice bath and it's cold for inflammation and, yeah. and for, for, for cardiovascular, for, for circulation, a lot of things. But it's more the mental thing, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of, all right, this is going to suck. I know it's going to suck. It's going to be very uncomfortable. I'm doing it anyway. Yep. Getting there, do it. And when you get out, right? It's the workout, the cold shower, I get out. I'm like, man, I feel great. Yeah. I feel fantastic. But then you do like the workout in the afternoon, but right? So now I'm thinking, okay, well, come time when I do have kids, I think for that, like the nine months that, you know, my wife is pregnant Mm -hmm. to switch to morning, to get on that morning routine, because I know the kids come. It's like, all right, four o'clock ain't going to be working out time. anymore. Okay. (laughs) So it's like, now we got to switch it, right? We'll do the treadmill workout, cold shower, get it ready to go. Uh But,
0: it's uh you've been doing the cold showers, I gotta be I gotta i tried man. that I tried that a few times back in a couple of years ago. It's tough it's tough. It it sucks, it's No, man. it's not it's not easy. Yeah, it we used sucks. to get in the cold
1: tub after every practice. Like it was like you had to get in the cold tub if you wanted to practice the next day. You feel
2: great when you get out though. Oh right? man,
1: you feel amazing. But you know, thankfully you know, in the NFL you got these big cold tubs that hold like fifteen guys. And so we had the hot tub on one side and the cold tub on the other. And some guys. Look at that hot tub like that. Yeah, they would, you yeah, look good. Yeah, look at that. And then some guys would cheat. They would go grab a towel and put it in the hot tub <laughs> and put it around their shoulders to get the cold. I'm like, man, that ain't doing nothing for you. It's just giving you that mental break, I guess, for the first, what, 90 seconds until your body's numb. But that cold tub, man, man. you got to get like a um, what is it, the horse trough. Just
2: put some water in it, and leave it outside. It's cold out here. Yeah, Man, in New York. Yeah. Yeah, people do that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, sure. I thought about doing that too because I'm looking them up and I'm like, D- these things are like $10,000 for the, t- the tub yeah, that that's actually. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not spending 10 grand. I'm just, I'm like, it's. Now, granted, the cold shower is not, you know, as effective as right. complete but it's submersion, a lot better than nothing but it's a lot better than nothing i'm yeah. like you know and it's that first 30 seconds sucks every morning yeah man. that's you and it's funny because i was just telling my 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 father this i just picked him up from the airport i'm on the way home i was telling him about the cold stuff and i'm like yeah i really like it it's really good i said but the the funny thing is is so i'm sitting in there i'm standing in the shower and i'm and i'm praying and i said it's funny because it wait. I'm tr- I'm trying. I'm praying, and I'm saying it, all my stuff out loud. But I'm like, thank you, God. Uh, thank you. Thank you for everything. You give me. <laughs> thank, you. Uh, thank you for all the blessings. I'm just like, trying to talk while he you're you. freezing. He <laughs> you. God I'm you. Like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and then when the last like minute, you're just like, all right, now it's fine because yeah. your body's numb. Yeah. But gonna, those I'm first thirty seconds, you're just uh, there's no, there's no, he hear you. He I'm hear like you. yeah, he is. You put it all way up You put it all way cold. As cold as it can go. I'm gonna try it. As cold as it can go. Three minutes. And you just, I just, I. I just tell my phone I go put on a time for three minutes. And I, 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 so I put it, I, cause you never get used to it, right? No, you,
0: you never get used to it. So
2: you put, I put as cold as I can go and I turn it on and I let it run for, for like 10, 15 seconds because sometimes because it was hot previously, you might, you might get that first 10 seconds of warmth and then that sucks because it's cold. Then it goes yeah, warm yeah. and then it goes <laughs> back to like hot towel, right? So I just put it cold as it can be, let it run 10 seconds. and Then as soon as the timer, you just jump in, jump man, in, close man, the door. Man. And I'm just like, and I'm sitting there my hands on the thing and I, you gotta like cover yourself. But the worst is like you're not completely submerged, so I'll go from like letting it come on my like like the the worst. Yeah. <laughs>
0: let it come on my chest.
2: I stopped it. I stopped I it before it, it. happened. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. But you let the <laughs> <laughs> you oh, let the wa- like man. you let the water fall like on your chest, but then you lean forward, let it fall like on your back, and yeah. then you- So going back and forth between that to make sure. You- and it's just like, are you turn around? You let it hit like your ribs. You're just like sitting there, I'm like ah man, it sucks. But but
1: how good is it? Like after you did all that working out, you did the cold, and then later in the day, you're like, all right, I'm gonna have a smoke.
2: Yeah, it's like you Ooh. earned it. Like yeah. you yeah. earned your cigar. It's done. It's no, like, yeah, done. You just go. You get out. And-, and I'll tell you something: getting out of a cold shower is so much better than getting out of a warm one. Man, you get out the cold shower. You know, you get out of a warm shower. It's already cold. And you're man. like, oh, I'm already cold, right? Yeah. You got the cold shower. I'm numb. I was like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not cold at all. I could go outside. It's minus 10. I'm fine. Yeah. Fine.
1: Don't but. let your lady be around though. No, like, yeah. I, you gotta get
2: you get the towel on before you get out the bathroom, okay? Yeah. I'm like, honey, honey, turn around while I put what my type drawers of shit on. is this? <laughs> <laughs> what I signed up for? <laughs> yeah, honey, turn around before I put my drawers on. All right. What is this type of shit? You know, how sometimes you're like, honey, don't look at me while I'm changing yet. Yeah, this is the time yeah, you don't look at one me one. while I'm changing. Like, okay. For real, no. like, like I didn't know what to That. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed <laughs> you're to see that. I want to <laughs> scar you for life. All right. I want to stay married. Okay. Yeah.
0: we um. So. You've been on Long Island for a while ago between Long Island and Florida. Where are some of your favorite places to eat on Long Island?
1: Some of my favorite places to eat. Um, okay. So, I'm in Old Brookville now. And so, I like going to – I like Hendrix Tavern. Oh,
0: man. It's a, it's a good
1: spot. I'm trying uh, – tonight, I'm going on a date to Farm Italy.
2: I've been oh. hearing all about this uh, in, Huntington, in Huntington. Oh, you are going there? Yeah. Oh, man. So I'm looking
1: forward to, to farm oh, Italy. Oh, man,
2: dude. That um, place is great. I'm surprised you got a reservation. Yeah, me too. Dude, they're packed oh, all
1: you know, my, the time. My wife is like my 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 publicist. She's like, oh, I have an NFL football player that wants oh, to come. yeah. And so she hooked me up. Oh, you're um, going to love that place. And you like got, Italian, obviously. I love Italian oh, food. My, my wife's family has a restaurant in Patchogue. Um, damn, I just forgot the name of it. Damn, they used to. It's, um, dang, I just, I literally, I was just on the tip of my tongue, and I'm sorry that I forgot the name of it. I'm <laughs> sorry, we'll edit this out. In a second, Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was edit this one out. But, I'll look it, up, I'll look it up. Yeah, up. Yeah, look it up. Yeah,
0: look it up, because, you Italian. know, I'm, I'm, my family's from Holbrook, so Patchog's in the next town let's over. Say, so what I'm is be, it called? I'm curious yeah. to know what the that Italian is Italian restaurant Patchog. He just wants to, he just wants to get us on the Google to get the clicks. Mm-hmm. And I get the, uh, here we go. You got to give a shout out. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let's see here. What, is it like, uh, like on it's the- on like, the Main Strip. Oh, it is on the Main yeah, like it's on, on the Main, main street. Strip. Um, oh, shit. Um, how long, uh, has how long, Lombard- long has it been? Not Lombardi. Is it Lombardi's? No, no. No.
1: Been there for about three, four years. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay,
2: so there's lo- locale. Loca- locale. Locale. Yes. Locale? Yeah. Okay. Locale?
1: Okay. Yeah, so my wife's family has a restaurant called Locale. Shout and, out Locale. In uh, Patchogue. It's, it's a really good, really good spot. It's good for drinks and everything like that, too. So we'll go over there. I'm trying to think. There's, there's but you one. like
2: Hendrix too. Yeah, I, I like love, Hendrix. I love Hendrix.
1: I like, um, Locust Valley. They have some good. Uh, oh, I haven't basil been to that leaf. one. There's a spot called Basil Leaf. That's, okay, that's excellent. I haven't been out to Locust Valley. I'm a, I'm no. a foodie. I'm, I love food. That's that's one
0: thing I can Especially do. Especially if you your wife's Italian. I mean, you, yeah, oh, yada. You
1: can. and 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 she grew up in the restaurant business. You know, her family owned a restaurant, a couple restaurants. Uh, they still own restaurants. So, you know. The food is flowing. Have and you been over to keep uh, off the pounds? Have you Held been out. to
2: Italy with your wife? Yeah, I've
1: been to Italy several times. We, uh, they're from Sicily, so uh, we go to Sicily. We're going this summer. About sixty people, sixty of us are going. Oh, yeah. So we get, we try to go every other summer, and that's I mean, eating food there it'll it'll ruin food for you. Yep, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, so for instance, since the first time I went to Sicily, which was probably about I think my daughter was probably three years old, I haven't drank Starbucks. Because I had cappuccino in Italy, and I was like, there's no way I'm paying to drink that. No. Nope. So it's I can't, ruined. I can't <laughs> drink that. It just ruined, it just ruined my you? Did
2: you, did you learn that you're not supposed to drink ca- cappuccinos in the afternoon? Yeah, afternoon. Like,
1: after what? After 10? After, it's like, no. Afternoon, you can't have cappuccino. That's for the morning. Then you yeah. gotta drink the espresso. It's like a big really? no. Yeah, yeah. It's like
2: a no no. Nothing uh-huh. with, no milk after. Yeah, don't
1: breakfast. go asking for a cappuccino. I mean, they nah. look at you weird. They look you like mean, you
2: crazy. If uh,
1: you guys ever like, man, where is Eric? I don't know. He's missing he's somewhere. In, <laughs> he's <laughs> I'm family. over there. He's up, yeah. over there hanging out. How
0: long are you going for in the summer? We're
1: going for about like 15 days. Shit, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. We're going
0: for. And 60 going. people at all family?
1: Yeah, all
2: family. Ooh, all, all are you guys having like a party? Cousins.
0: You guys just renting out? We, our, yeah, uh, we
1: are having a party. It's our uncle's 70th birthday party, nice. and he has he just bought a spot. We got, we got a home over there, so we're gonna go have the party there. But you know, we're gonna stay at the the different hotels. We go all around Sicily. I'm the I'm the driver. So I get the minivan. Actually, it's a big van. It's like a twelve-passenger van, stick shift. The cold bus. Oh man, there you go. And I drive, man. I'm telling you, my hip. I, I went. I drove from Shaka down to Agrigento, where my my wife's family's from. And I swear. I drove for two and a half hours. I didn't go above third gear because we were going up mountains and down oh, mountains. Yeah. And, and those dude, mountains
2: are scary. The next, man. scary. The <laughs>
1: next morning I woke up and I felt like somebody kicked me in my hip from, <laughs> <because> <laughs> from the clutch. Oh man. oh man. I said, Oh, what happened to my hip? But it was, and that's a the bus clutch beautiful. too. It's
2: not like an easy little car. Clutch. Oh yeah. It was You're 12, probably... 12 passengers. Oh
1: man. Oh, it was terrible, but it was, but it was the most amazing trip in the world, man. man. It, was, it was the best. Gotta See, go. there's a, there's a, uh, when we
2: were in a Mafia coast, there's a, there was an island like, Right, there's there's Capri, which is you know the the a bigger island, but then there's a small island, and we're we're taking this little tour, and the guy goes, "You see that island over there?" He said, "You can actually rent that island for I don't know what it was. I think it was like one hundred and fifty or two hundred thousand dollars for the week." Wow. It says you can rent that island, and it comes with uh, it it houses like fifty people. It comes with its own staff, like chefs and and wow. maids and all sorts of stuff, and it's like. You have to fly into Naples, whatever. You drive out to Amalfi Coast. You take a boat across. You swim over. And, yeah, you can swim over. <laughs> a little buoy. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm like, man. I go, could you imagine just saying, you know what? Instead of spending this money on a wedding, I'm just going to rent that island. That's going to be where, mm. like the 70th birthday party. We're just going to rent that island. Yeah. And it comes fully you staffed mind and everything. Thinking, so, I might have to make so, a change.
1: So you, next time we have the Burndown
0: podcast and I'm I'm a, I'm a, a <laughs> guest, we got to have it over on the <laughs> island.
2: Have it over on the <laughs> island. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm down for that. I was like, damn, All expenses oh, paid on the Burndown.
0: Yeah. I love that. I have the. I have not gone. My wife. That's like her number one bucket gotta, list. Yeah, she's all Sicilian, it. so she's like, "Can we just go to Italy?" I'm yeah, like yeah, you here. got it. Just be prepared that it is going to ruin food. Like you come back here and have oh. Italian food, and make this.
2: Oh, Although yeah. the farm Italy, farm Italy up up in Huntington, uh, their, their Italian food is great. I can't wait. I can't their wait Italian food is really good. Yeah, it's a good spot.
1: Hey, I'm gonna ask you a question about your cigar. I'm like obsessed with my cigar being even. Is that like a faux pas? Oh, no, cigar no. Smokers? I'm,
0: I'm saying okay, saying that's why I'm like, like
1: constantly it. like burning to make sure no, it's, it's actually when it it's gets actually a, or
2: it doesn't burn properly. They say that it's better for the flavor too. That when it's actually an even burn, that sure. the smoke is,
0: is like coming in evenly and not kind of all tainted. Yeah, okay. because you know if you're if your cigar is burned uneven, you might be really smoking halfway through a cigar, but the burn might be three quarters of the cigar, so you might be. You know, trying the flavor profiles. Yeah, match up. exactly. Okay. So, but yeah, it's but this, all about the aesthetics.
1: Time out. This this blueprint cigar is amazing. Hey. You know, can, man. it's amazing. I'm like a, I got spoiled, and I got a nice Cuban connection, and so I, I smoke a lot of Cuban cigars, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to smoke that. This is amazing. Thank, uh, you, man. thank, thank you. you.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Man. I, I'm definitely going uh, to NFL vet loving the burn uh, down and it. the blueprint, baby. Mm-hmm. We right,
2: well, we'll, we'll send we'll that. send you home with a bunch of them. We got to yeah. We got quite the stock of uh, blueprints. Right. Yeah. I'll gladly so, take those. Yeah. Yeah. I know you came in with the, uh, with the cube and I was just like, Hey, listen, man, we got to. Yeah. I was in know,
1: London. I was in London, um, for the Jets, actually. Oh, I, yeah. I hosted, the Jet
2: game when they were over there, right? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. they, they had the, um, the Black Friday game and I hosted a party in Manchester. And so they flew me out there. I hosted the party. It was crazy. It was a lot of fun. But I went to London, and that was my second time in London. And I don't know if you guys have been.
2: I haven't. I want to. But as London.
1: cigar smokers, it's a different, you, you a different have culture over there, London. right? Oh man! So I went to I went to Davidoff, I went to James J. Fox over there, and then um, I couldn't smoke because James J. Fox they have a, like a little area where there's like four or five seats, and I didn't really feel like smoking in that environment. And it was like 30 degrees. There was an outdoor place. That you can smoke. Well, I was like, man, it's like 30 degrees. I'm not smoking <laughs> yeah. out. I'm not coming to London to smoke and be shivering while I smoke my cigar. And so uh, Davidoff doesn't have a lounge anymore. So I looked up a spot, went around the corner, I went to the Ritz cigar lounge. Oh, yeah. You talk about getting humbled.
3: <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I walk, in, so I walk up, you know, everybody got the, the top hats and the, you know, the, Dressed the, the, the just the be- the doorman is like looking, he looks better than anybody. White gloves. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. and so I walk in the Ritz and then you go to the right and there's a cigar lounge and you open the door and they have like the waiters there in the white coats. And they, I swear there was like this prince sitting in the corner. There's, there's all these guys sitting there. And I was like, yeah, I want to grab a, a cigar and have a drink or something. And the waiter guy goes, um, do you want to look at the menu first? And I'm, I look at him like, what you think I am? I was like, man, give me. No, I want to sit down. Says, you know what? Give me the most expensive man, one you got. Right, man. What are you talking about? So I sat down and I opened up that menu and I was like, oh, that's what he was talking oh. about. But now, now my pride kicked in and I was like, I can't walk out now. And so I looked at the menu and it was like a cocktail. They had the cocktail list and it was like 30 pounds for a drink. And 30 pounds is like 45, like 40 something dollars. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to get this drink. And then I looked at the cigar menu and I'm looking and I said, can I go see your humidor? Cause he's telling me this cigar would be great. It's like 130 pounds for a cigar. Of course. Yeah. And so I go in there and I'm looking around and I find, I find one that I think I like. I went and smoked it, man. And I was like, I had one day in London. I was like, I'm going to have this nice drink. I'm going to have like some peanuts. I'm going to have my cigar. And I just. It was the coolest feeling ever. Sitting next yeah. to the
2: prince of, you know, Abu yeah, Dhabi yeah, over guys here. Guys kept
1: coming in. Everybody is well dressed. So everybody has a scarf and a, a nice, you know, tie. And, how are you dressed? Cra- I was dressed probably similar to how I am now. I had like a. I look very American. I had my boots on. Yeah. I had my jeans <laughs> anybody and looking like shirt. who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, this guy <laughs> is definitely American. And then it was like a Saturday, so I had to use the restroom. I went into the lobby and they had afternoon tea. So now the women. They got the top hats on, the beautiful dresses. The guys are in these nice suits. And I'm like, man, I'm definitely, I'm standing out right now. <laughs> yeah. <You> know, I, <laughs> I don't is, care. This is an not hour. my cup of like, tea. You guys will never see me again, so I'm going to enjoy this moment. But it was, it was a blast, man. I grabbed a couple of sticks. Um, it, 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 was, it was a really cool experience. Damn. And, and where, do
0: you, where do you go on um, Long Island to smoke cigars?
1: So on Long Island, I go, I, when it's nice out, I like to go to Oheka Castle. Oh, nice! I like okay. Smoke outside over there. Um, I go to Matador and Roslyn. Nice. Okay. Um, I haven't been over, it, but after the reconstruction, but I was going over to Eisenhower Park. Yes. Uh, to the Havana. Have I think you... it's called something else. I haven't been over there yet. That's a it... good
2: spot. So it's called um the General Club. Mm. Yeah. So they just redid it. A, f- a friend of ours is uh she's the, the like event coordinator, event manager oh, of right uh because they redid yeah. it. It's called the Lannan is oh. the is the um catering hall. Uh-huh. Then the union is the restaurant, and the general club is the cigar lounge, and it's actually it's actually not bad the 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 membership there because it's a private private only, mm-hmm. but it's only like two two grand or twenty five hundred bucks for the year to be a member, and you can bring whoever you want. Mm-hmm. Can you
1: hook your boy up? Let me just get a tour.
2: Right, hey, I would. Uh, I was. I actually. I, I talked to the Show guy. The yeah, I talked to the guy there. His name is um um uh, uh Nico. I think his name is Nico. He's the general manager of the general club. And he was like, yeah, if you ever want to like. You know, you can rent it out and have events. They have like poker rooms, they have pool table rooms, mm-hmm. they have. It's it's a nice. They have an outdoor. The outdoor patio is like right on the 18th green. That oh, you can. Nice. It's pretty. It's a nice spot because it used to be the Carlton. Yeah. Right, but it's a really nice spot. So you can go in, you have dinner, you can go up and have a have a cigar and. You can just always ask him too. Like, if you go and have dinner, you just say, Hey, listen, yo, I'm thinking about becoming a member. Can I check out the lounge? Yeah, yeah sure, no problem. There have you your
0: wife call, mm-hmm. NFL player.
2: Exactly, hey, NFL exactly, player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. There, uh, there, you go. A tour.
1: there you go. I was over in, um, I was spending a lot of time in northern New Jersey, and she hooked me up at the Davidov Lounge oh, nice. over there in Ridgewood. That was a really nice experience. I used to go over there and do a lot of work. Um, and then in the city, I would go to the Havana. The Havana Club, I've been there several times. I wish that place was still. Up I think and I think
0: it's under. I think it's still yeah. under construction. Is it? Is it? I, yeah. I think
1: that it may not be in existence anymore.
0: Okay, I thought they maybe were redoing it or something. Yeah, I hope they are. Yeah. I thought they were
2: redoing it. There's yeah. a good spot, um, in Jersey. It's in um Englewood. It's called Sophia's. Oh yeah. So it's a uh, it's a restaurant just a, just over the water in Inglewood, New Jersey, where you can smoke cigars and eat.
0: Oh man, and
2: it's great. I took him there once. We like had a gentleman. We, oh, it's nice. So they you know,
0: had you know, no know, know who sat next to us? Tyrod Taylor. He did. Okay, yeah. he did. Yeah, he was. He was so we were. Uh, down there.
2: It's a, it's a, a He's, regular restaurant. He, can dress, and then they have a downstairs. Like if you want to say, hey, I'd like to have a cigar as well. They take you downstairs down this long hallway, and it opens up into this little speakeasy lounge, and you can the full menu is available. And you can smoke cigars. We were having an appetizer cigar, right? A little mild oh, yeah. one. Yeah. Some calamari eating. Next thing you know, get some steaks, another cigar, a little drink. And you're sitting there at your dinner table That's smoking awesome. and eating. I'm like, this is nice. That's this cool. is nice. Cool. <laughs> yeah, When
0: did we do that event? That was like September? I don't remember. We did an yeah. event in Jersey. Yeah, it, was-
1: it was crazy because I didn't see my invite anywhere.
3: Oh.
0: Man, man, you uh, follow, you follow, hit us. follow sweat. us on the gram. We post all stuff. it all. You know what? Now, Knocked out, ribs broken. From now on, every time an event, <laughs> Say no more. Oh, every man. time we're doing an event, now you get in a text. We're doing an event uh, at Matador January. You no, know January when? January twentieth at Matador and in hot, hot Pog. Pog. Okay. Yeah, I like yeah. it over there too. You know, you gotta nice come, he's got to
2: come. He's got to come to the next one at uh Maranek. Oh yeah. We did an event in Mamarinak at a place called Modern on the Rails. uh Big networking event. It was for Christmas and there was like 150 people there, all different industries. And we had a little booth set up. We're selling cigars. They had a cigar roller. They have dinner included. The drinks are included. It's like, it's like 200 bucks a ticket or something. Great spot. Everybody's just hanging out, you know, dressed nice, smoking cigars. Nice. It's a great spot. It really was. was. It was I know
1: I know John Starks has a place in Connecticut. Yeah, we were yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. how is it? Yeah, we interviewed him.
2: Okay, yeah. I heard it was yeah. uh, Stanford, and Stanford. In Stanford. In okay. Stanford, yeah. yeah. Yeah, one of
1: my buddies went over there for business and said it was it was really nice. Very you and, know what's
2: what's interesting about John Starks is when you watch him on the court, firecracker. Loud in dog. your face, right? Uh, Off the court, soft spoken. He's a mouth just, yep. just quiet, soft spoken gentleman. I'm like, I would have he goes, Yeah, just On the court, it's like a light bulb, like a light switch. He goes, I'm a different person.
1: Yeah, I was actually at an event at uh Macanudos and in the city? Yeah, in the city. And it was like a SWAT team like charity fundraiser thing, and they were introducing the celebrities that were there. And I was just I'm just sitting there chilling. And the guy was like, How many of you in here have dunked on Michael Jordan? And then it was like, One, one, and one guy. <laughs> here. Like, one yeah. guy. And then John Starks walked out. He was so cool, man. That guy. Yeah, know, he's, he's, just a he's a classy smooth dude. criminal for sure. He's yeah,
0: a, yeah, we, yeah. A, we, we interviewed him, and he talked so soft. Justin had to do some wizardry engineering work to amplify the audio because he would talk like this. And he was like, yeah, I used to, you know. And I'm like, yeah, that's a true player right there. Oh, percent. Yeah. Silent. <laughs> Silent assassin, man. I you know, I had to ask him about you know you know i was like which new york nick ended up you know which new york nick did uh you know biggie you get involved with oh him. the That's story to tell <laughs> he's like no nah, i'm not I can't he's like i'm you. not gonna tell I'm you I'm goes, i know we asked i actually I, I actually researched
1: that did you yeah i researched it. i love that song
0: oh come on it's the best we uh, asked he said they
2: got rained out he said we go we go <laughs> do you do you not know or do you know and can't tell he goes I can't tell. I was like, "Yeah, you know who it is. Well, <laughs> you know exactly." I, mean, who I gotta it is. Ask. After the pod, we'll talk about it. Yeah. He's like, is. "Yeah, I know who it is." I was like, yeah. "Okay, all right." That was Fair it was classic. But yeah, he
0: was a cool, cool dude. Very cool dude.
2: That was awesome.
0: Uh, how long have we been going? I don't even know how far we've been going. Me and a clock in here, hour and forty minutes. Damn, really? Yeah. Probably a, coming up towards the end. Time yeah. flies
1: when you have good company and That's, a great yeah,
0: man. So, yeah. so you're enjoying the blueprint. That's what I got. Oh, That's I what love, I got from this. I love the blueprint. That's You're, the only thing you, you got for this job. whole episode. Hey, whole <laughs> that's it. You, who'd you play for again? What's what <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do? No, but uh, I mean, I don't. know. Is there anything else? I mean, we kind of covered. I know we we touched on it. I don't know if we want to re you know reopen the uh, the PTSD when we last time we talked about it. We talked about, about the bus, Jerome. Bettis. Oh yeah, I, I right. listen. I did mentioned, you, did you I remember meant, that or no? I
2: didn't. But then as soon as I said it, I saw his head go down. I was like, "Fuck, that's right." I just. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pivot. I'm gonna go this way, okay? <laughs> I, actually, I actually recently,
1: I actually recently ran into Jerome Bettis. There's this charity event that I go to at, um, Sabonic, the golf course out in Southampton. Okay. okay. It's, um, it's for North Shore. It's the Peconic Hockey League, um, fundraiser. And everybody will be there from like Mr. Ledecky will be there, uh, Mark Messier. Jerome Bettis goes every year. Wow. I've been like three times and seen him every year. Uh, it's to raise money for an indoor hockey facility in New York on Long Island out east. So I saw Jerome Bettis out there and I was like, dude, I got to tell you a story about <laughs> you. I said, you may not remember me cuz it was like, you know, 2004, that was, you know, 20 years ago, but yeah. I was a rookie and I told him the story, he started laughing and he, he was such a cool guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, just a, he's a he's another gentleman as well, just real humble. Does he um, smoke cigars person. too? Yeah, he smokes cigars. Jeff, he I likes don't... to golf and he's actually like a crazy bowler. Really? He was like in a bowling league and had to decide whether he's going to bowl or go to college to play football. Wow. He bowled a perfect he bowled a 300. Like that. Really yeah, like wow. crazy like in Detroit like, I think there's a story was he was um, You know, inner city kid, they had like these bowling leagues and he learned how to bowl in Detroit and just became a member of the team and just continued to,
2: to progress. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's not a hard decision. Bowler, NFL. Bowler, oh. NFL. <laughs> right. well, I guess, you know, probably, you know, might yeah. be stacked on one yeah. side of that yeah. decision. You see, know? That. Go, go run over Eric <laughs> Coleman or throw a strike down the middle. <laughs> you no,
0: know, I, I have my my Jerome better story is I played strong safety too as well in, in high school and we were scrimmaging Riverhead and at the time I forgot his name but he the running back he was a short stocky kid he was nasty and i remember me and him were face to face and i'm i'm like this little skinny kid and i'm like oh fuck, I'm going to get my bell rung to <laughs> shit. And he's like full steam. He's a grown-ass man. Yeah. I'm like in 10th grade. he got grade. facial hair and shit. Oh, yeah. my God. And <laughs> his five-year-old's watching him on the sidelines, yeah, right? you like, <laughs> he, this kid's in high school. He ran, I took him down, but he ran. You know, I took him down, but he gained like another five yards. And I stood up, and I was like, <laughs> what year is it? I was like, I don't know if I want to play strong safety more yeah. anymore. I went to wide receiver. <laughs> bell rung.
1: <laughs> or you know what you do? You start cheating up more, so the distance yeah, is closer. You close that gap. Yeah, you get him right after he gets oh. past the linebackers.
0: Because I you know, getting your bell rung like that, you know oh, I, I can't imagine how the guys do it all the time in the yeah. NFL. Nah. I see I I have a similar it's not a bell rung story, but it's a, it's the
2: basketball equivalent. So I was playing in a game um in uh, Island Garden, I don't know if you know where Island Garden is, over in West Hampstead. But I was in high school. I was on the travel team. We're playing this game, and uh, we we're playing against. And again, it's like you look at these guys, and I'm like, there's, it's a 16 and under league, and I'm like, there's no fucking way. You're 16. <laughs> I'm like, there is no way. Okay, dude's like six seven, just built like a brick shit house, facial hair, and I'm like, there's no way. Right? So we're playing. Uh, we used to play a lot of zone, right? So this this the the play kind of broke down. They're coming down. And and we're getting back on defense. And I used to play, you know, the top. I was a guard, so I would play on the top of the 2 3, right? But the guy that was on the bottom of the uh, bottom left on the block wasn't in position. So I'm like, shit, down. So I'm rotating down, right? But the ball is swinging around, and this guy is sitting right in the uh, right in the short corner. So I don't know if you know where the short corner is, but Mm -hmm. it's between the block and the corner Mm -hmm. three. He's sitting there right there, like this, waiting for it. So the ball comes past around. It gets past him, and I'm dropping down, right? And I was too late. And he catches it, takes one dribble, and rises up. And I, ca- I'm, I'm there like a split <laughs> second too late to take the charge, and it's just nuts, nuts. right? Oh. And just like, pow, right on top of me, right? And I try to take the charge, and I don't get the call because I'm a little late, and I'm just sitting there like, fuck. Like, it was, oh, it was
1: man. They probably had to stop the game. Oh, you got these <laughs> nuts? In oh, your oh face. it was bad. It was
2: <laughs> dude. It was bad. It was really bad. I'm just like, well. And I, you know, shit happens, right? Because I, I've, I've dunked on people, and then you just got, you got to like be the same thing, right? Like, time. listen, yeah. you know, you you ring somebody's bells, you got to be able to yeah. take it too. Goes around, comes around. For it sure. was just, yep. oh, it was bad. It was bad, like full on, just because I didn't jump. And I think if I would have jumped,
0: it would have been even worse. Yeah, it would have been even but worse.
2: But I was just like, it was <laughs> just right on top. And he flushed it, dude. Hanging on the rim was like, fuck.
0: Oh, man. Fuck. Just go man. down the other just, side with your head hands. Just down. keep going. <laughs> I mean,
2: we won we won <laughs> the game, so it was good, but like, you know, he got the best on that one. That was
0: man. Oh man. Ugh. Happens gotta, to the best. Happens, man. Yeah,
2: you play long enough, it's gonna happen. Like you said, you got if you want to give one out, you gotta be able to take it. Yep. No doubt. Gotta no be no able, able to take it. Well,
0: well, boys and girls. Thank you for listening. I think we're uh, coming thank you to for the end of listening to my balls to the face story. You had a couple moments, man.
2: <laughs> I had, I didn't
0: say it. I didn't say it, man. <laughs> the one with the, you know, I, I saw it, and then Eric was like, oh, he give <laughs> me pause. Me. He's like, pause, he pause, like little, pause, what? <laughs> But uh, Eric, thank you for uh, yes, coming you. down to the studio, hanging out with us for the last two hours. You know, getting to know you even more. Yeah. But uh, if there's anything that you want to plug away, where people can check you out, or any events coming up, any fundraisers that you're doing. Plug away, the carpet is yours, my friend. Please. No, I
1: appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me, and it's, it's great to finally get in studio with yes. you instead of being, you know, on Zoom or something. But uh, you know, you guys are, are excellent hosts. It's, it's great chatting with you. Thanks for having me. The Blueprint cigar was sick. It was it was amazing. Appreciate it. Shout out to Harlem Standard. And make sure you guys enjoy that. You I'm know, gonna have some right now. Oh no, yeah. as yeah. we, should have we have turn this glass. off, I'm gonna pour a little bit. I'll pour yeah, one yeah. up with you guys. Yeah. And uh, you know, just you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to everybody. And find me on instagram twitter at eric coleman
0: i'll let me msg
2: eric, eric, cbs eric Gouda K.
0: eric okay k. Yeah. there's not too many guys that have the same name as me that i like that's with k but you are the exception i will give you that Man, ck is it. even worse oh ck is worse R- What about even, a ch i was gonna say there's a there's a ch out there look at that face that's, that's exactly terrible. how i was a ch german. that's terrible german that's german there's a ch eric that's terrible jeremy that's rucker is. his brother is eric eric with a ch eric with a ch no disrespect <laughs> <laughs> <Terrible>. <laughs> i met
1: his dad and everything <laughs> he's a baller too. he was out of pocket for that he's yeah, a baller not, too man oh he is a baller his dad's a nutcase he's a
0: family friend of uh he grew up in linen so mm-hmm. yeah he's a family friend of my good family his son yeah, jerry his, his uh, the
2: brother the younger brother worked for us oh, okay yeah he still does he's actually in town right now but he uh he's out in like minnesota somewhere yes but, that's right minnesota okay. but, yeah, yeah. But listen, Eric, thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, We appreciate it, man. We're going to turn these cameras off and the mics off and pour ourselves some Harlem Standard. Let's do
0: it. Thank you, everybody. With that being said, Eric. As we like to say, As it's on my T-shirt. Chin chin and salute, my friend. All right.